episode of City of Geek, and my name is Ryan, your host, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, William. Hello. Hello, William. How are you? I'm alright. How was your Christmas? It was it was good. It, it's been a while since we've done the last podcast. Um, Life and all that. Yes. <laughs> New Year's and everything. I hope everyone at home has uh, enjoyed their Christmas and New Year. It's been... Well, I mean, it's already a month into the bloody new year. Oh, Next no, thing will be clocks no. ticking. I know it's what is it? Well, where I work, we're already like selling fucking Easter eggs and shit like that. So, Are you? Oh my I know. God. Yeah, it, world's gone bloody mad, mate. Um, and yeah, right. Anyway, uh, before we start, I'd like to say hello to I think her name is Chloe, uh, one of my uh, workmates um, with uh, my. My uh, my mum's partner Warren yeah. uh, works somewhere, and uh, he has a co-worker called Chloe. And apparently, she's been badgering on about this podcast for ages. So I apologise, it's come out as late as it has been, but we're we're doing it now. We're trying to get back on track. Yeah, yeah we're, we're making it more regular. <laughs> Hopefully, you're enjoying it. Um, and also, as well as like, hello, uh, mum and uh, Warren, because I know you guys listen to it, and I know you've given us a first five star review. Really? Yeah. Hey. Celebrations. Uh, we're getting somewhere. That's it. We don't need to improve anymore. Yeah, no, that's it. Stars. Right. Um, we're, we can retire. <laughs> we can retire. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shortest career in podcasting. Yeah. Well, anyway, no, but all seriousness, thank, thank you very much. Um, and hopefully, if you're a new listener, uh, please give us a five star review. Even if you hate it, tell us how much you hate it. But still give us a five star review. Um, <laughs> yeah, in this episode, we're basically going to be talking about uh, some news, some that are pretty much old, but I'd like to talk about them anyway. And then we'll later on in the episode talk about uh, Force Awakens, uh, and then that will probably like continue on to the next couple of episodes where we talk about Last Jedi and the newest Star yeah, Wars film. Talking about our opinions of the new trilogy that's been wrapped up. Yes. But yeah, we'll get on time. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, first news I'd like to talk about is that, um, have you heard that Daredevil and the Defenders are reportedly in the works for Disney? Oh, really? Yes, because obviously they had their Netflix series, uh, which were mixed. I enjoyed them, apart from Iron Fist hmm. and Iron Fist 2. I caught parts of Daredevil Season 2. That's the only one I've watched with any intent. Uh, and that was mainly because one of my uni flatmates back in the day was into watching it. Yeah. So I just caught the tail ends of episodes and things. Oh, a quick rundown review. Daredevil Season 1, brilliant. Daredevil yeah. Season 2, good. There are some parts of it which I don't like. And then Daredevil Season 3 is outstanding. Then you have Jessica Jones Season 1, great. Season 2, I didn't really like. And then Season 3, very good. Luke Cage Season 1 was... Very good up until like sort of halfway, and then it went shit. And then season two was good. Iron Fist was dog shit. Iron Fist season two was dog shit. Yeah. And, and it got so, cancelled. <laughs> all of them got cancelled. Uh, and the, yeah, then the Defenders was very very average. Yeah, there were some good bits, but then overall it was just yeah crap. Um, but there's been a lot of there's been a lot of underlying talk for a while about why they got cancelled and the whole sort of the acquisitions that are going on with obviously uh, Disney taking back a lot of the rights to these characters yeah so it was always kind of mentioned wasn't it that this could be potentially what happens is that they get transferred over to Disney Plus I think they were always going to but what I think they tried to do originally was have them like sort of as an extended universe which like you know it's set in the same universe as the MCU but you just sort of like 
I think you, you probably would have seen in like Daredevil season one they talk about the incident which is the first Avengers film mm. where like the whole aliens and that destroyed New York which is it was cool it's sort of like oh god Daredevil's in the same universe as bloody Iron Man and stuff like that but then sort of as the seasons went on they just didn't talk about it at all and then when like in Defenders bloody the hand and everything yeah the trouble with doing it obviously is it limits you as to what you can go into what you can talk about obviously with the shared history of all these characters there's going to be a lot of overlap and I think with um, towards the end of it uh, I keep on forgetting the guy behind the TV shows he was pretty much an well allegedly a bit of a knob um, and he was sort of like Mm. no this is now we're doing our thing thing." And then Kevin Feige didn't really want the TV shows to be part of the universe, so that's why um, after the uh, the last um, series, which is Jessica Jones season three, finished, um, they I think the the rule was they had to wait two years before they could use the characters again, but in the films, which I think well, by the time they bring out the new film or like you know start producing and like filming and everything like that, then. It will, will be, be it will be yeah. time to use yeah. them. So you know, two years isn't really that long no, in regards to making films. Um, it's not in real time, and it's not really in the movie industry either. Yeah, and I'm just thinking with the new Spider-Man film coming out, it'd be actually a really cool idea to have Daredevil and Spider-Man because yeah. they, you know, same city. Yeah. They link up quite a lot in the comics, and yeah, with like Spider-Man's identity. Spoilers alert for Spider-Man: Far From Home, with his identity being revealed. It'd be yeah, it'd be an interesting concept. It'd be an interesting one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on with the same with Marvel, I think this, uh, Hulk and Namor. Uh, apparently, the full rights to those solo films has reverted back to Disney. So mm. right, it's, it's a bit Phase of a com- four and five is it, is shaping up. Yeah, it's a bit complicated with the whole. Do you know much about like the whole rights between the Hulk, especially? And like no, there's, but I know there's a lot of grey area. Yeah, it's, it's not as simple as you know. Basically, Disney are allowed to use Hulk in like team up films, like with Thor, Ragnarok, and the Avengers and stuff like that. But in order to make a solo film, the rights are with Universal yeah. Studios. Okay. So, and that's why we've only had one. <laughs> the one, <laughs> the one from which was. It- wasn't brilliant it wasn't <laughs> no I, I liked Edward Norton and stuff I liked the actors no, yeah, I thought he was, yeah. but the actual story was, was a bit cast. it was very it was phase good. one it was very phase <laughs> one that's a great way of describing yeah. it um, but yeah and like with uh, I think that Universal holds the rights to like the whole like Hulk She-Hulk uh, the leader which is one of the main enemies of the Hulk and Namor which is Marvel's Aquaman which I'm very interested to see um, so yeah there's there's that I'm, I'm excited do you think there's anything that they could do with a new Hulk film I mean it depends on the one thing I would have said would would have been co- quite cool is is to have him away from the group for a while yeah. and I think the one story that would have served that brilliantly would have been Planet Hulk they've already but they've already done, yeah. sort of done it now can't, can't go so back to they, that they planet. kind of shot themselves in the foot with that I suppose they could draw they could make a story drawn from it yeah um, as Marvel Marvel is good at doing it's what Kevin Feige does well with these movies he, he draws inspiration from places but he, he never goes kind of full comic yeah he always just picks storylines and then sets them to a tone that suits what's happening within his version of in, in this world yeah, yeah like Civil War for example like That's Civil War is, is the perfect example yeah um, um, but yeah I think I mean it'd be cool um, yeah. I'm not 
too particularly bothered about a solo Hulk film. I think I'd like to. I think, I think they found a real voice for that character in being a support character. Yeah, I think he's a bit like Han Solo. It's very good support character, but for his own film, it's very tricky. You'd have to make a really, really good yeah. film to convince otherwise. I think, I, I think Mark Ruffalo is really good in the role, and I think he would be fine in leading a solo movie, a Hulk yeah. movie. I think there's some really interesting things you could do with Dr. Banner. However, I just don't think it fits with the vision they have for the Marvel Cinematic no. Universe at the moment. I think he's better utilised as they are using him at yeah. the moment. And it'd be very hard for him to... Cause Hulk basically is oh he gets angry and he gets strong and he bashes up stuff and that's it and then he has a sort of like there's that I, I really like the whole like uh, Bruce Banner aspect of him sort of not wanting to be the Hulk but they they've gone out of that box now he's they not have, smart yeah. Hulk he's so smart Hulk, it, yeah. it's hard to now go back to the way the Hulk is mainly portrayed as as this just raging machine and, and the one thing they could do to rectify that would be Planet Hulk, but again, they've already yeah. done it. So, it, yeah, it's... Yeah. They've kind of covered a lot of... It's the trouble. They've covered a lot of the storylines and touch bases with a lot of Hulk's story in these, you know, yeah. roles that he's he's popped up in different movies. So it's 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 another one of those characters. There's a, there's a few of them in the um, the MCU. I remember us talking about this, like, you know, um, War Machine and that. Their, their stories are spread over the 22 films. Yeah. And I think Hulk is the prime example of that. And then, you know, with um, Black Widow, obviously she's getting her own movie, but thank God, but a bit too little, too late, yeah. sort of thing. Um, and I think, but I think that's yeah. I think uh, well, well, they're doing a She-Hulk TV series, for yeah, the, uh, Disney Plus, and I'm very excited for that because I like I'm really. I saw that the, the, the girl, character. the girl from uh, the Mandalorian, has been. Uh, oh, she would be brilliant as She-Hulk. I yeah. never thought that. Yeah. I've forgotten the character's name. I'm so sorry. I don't know the actor's name. Oh, God. I can't. She was yeah. in Deadpool as well. The first Deadpool. Oh, thing. really? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was the one that did the superhero landing and just beat the shit out of Colossus. Uh, Colossus. Um, no, but I think, I think the only way I can think I can see the Hulk going is Maestro. Do you know about him? It's yeah. basically super intelligent Hulk who ends up being a baddie. Who, who is a villain that's really cool yeah and it's sort of like the Avengers versus Maestro but because of like his super intellectual genius straight down the brains yeah, it, yeah just because of his genius it's almost impossible to stop him so that's a route because they started going a smart Hulk route um, yeah that'd be interesting I mean that yeah that'd be cool yeah. Bruce Banner meets somebody that wants to be smarter than him and then decides to go full Hulk that would be yeah, an interesting. You kind of get like an abomination scenario. If yes, you, if you did it that way around, could do. He's still alive, abomination. Yeah, they never killed him. I think he was in the raft. Could like, bring you him know, back um, in Civil War, where like all the heroes got sent to like that underwater in, in there, thing. Yeah. Abomination is there, apparently. Yeah, the, uh, the never... MCU version of uh, Azkaban, <laughs> as it is. <laughs> Where's the Dementors? <laughs> Where's the um, Dementors when you need them? Yeah, so as we sort of linked on with uh, the Disney Plus series, WandaVision's been moved to this year, the ending of this year. It was originally going to be coming out in, I think, around spring 2021, but it's been moved they to... They must be quite far through the filming then, if they've... Yeah, and have you heard like the what they're potentially doing with that series? I know that Doctor Strange might feature in some capacity... Uh, maybe uh, it's because, basically it's because Scarlet like, Witch is in the new Doctor Strange. Film. Yeah, this is this is where it all links so into be the some overlap. Basically, they're going to be going full on like 
Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch, like in the comics, where this yeah. like reality bending massive character. Um, Which makes but, sense after and, losing Vision. <laughs> yes, and I think that is what they're going to be like at home and into is that um, Scarlet Witch can be a villain at times, or this very dangerous ally. Um, and what they're go- they, it's going to be a bit weird, but like apparently a large portion of this series is going to be like an American sitcom with Scarlet Witch and a Vision, like trying to be like a family and stuff like that. How people live every day in the Marvel Cinematic yes. Universe. Yeah. Um, but I, what I'm thinking is that's going to be like sort of her mind playing on her, like what she's desiring, mm. uh, and she's sort of like hallucinating this fantasy land. But then when she sort of comes back into reality, she's like this very angry uh, mm. grieving character which then will like you know unleash her powers and then that will link into the Doctor Strange film and speaking of Doctor Strange it's lost this director Scott oh, Derrickson did has see that, gone yes, yes. Um, apparently... he, did, he did the first one didn't he yes yeah. the, the first one's good there's a lot of like very interesting aspects and apparently it was all to do with like creative differences quotations um and, and I believe that's because Scott Derrickson wanted to do a horror film, which I think they're doing, but he wanted to push the boundaries to make it somewhat R-rated, uh, American R-rated. Well, here it's 15. 15. So, like, very, very scary, um, which I kind of wanted to see. But you can, there's a lot you can do with, like, the whole PG-13 rated. Yeah. Uh, I think, but then again, this is the this is the Marvel Cinematic. Is he? You, you got to got to be only a certain amount, and there's only a certain amount that Lord Feige himself will allow. I think Feige is definitely think, pushing through yeah. other things, but then it's just the higher ups yeah. to that. Like, how many Disney films have actually been very? But I think well also, I think one of the things that has made the whole you know the whole circus so successful is the fact that Kevin Feige has guidelines and he doesn't yeah. move them. He just plays within them, and um, it, and it creates an overall tone. And there's certain I know there will be certain. I'm sure you'll be able to name some yeah. exceptions to that. But I think throughout the whole Marvel universe, it, you know, Phase One is Phase One. Uh, that's where Kevin Feige's vision originated from, and he sort of adapted Phase Two, turned into this. Okay, we can make really weird characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy, and people still love them. Still the same formula, but then sort of twisted on its head. And then phase three, right? We are branching out into like, yeah. you know, uh, Ant Man. Well, Ant Man's part of phase one, uh, phase two, but Ant Man is like this this heist film. Mm. It's like genres within genres, yeah. sort of thing. And then obviously Infinity War came out, and that was like it was quite dark. Yeah, it, I'd, I expect that sort of, you know, depression and sacrifice and stuff like that, mm. grieving. And that was basically Thanos's film like the film about the villain um, but there was still a, an element of I guess the right word is measure yeah. to it all um, linking back to what we said earlier about the you know the storylines that he picks from the comics and he plucks different aspects but never yeah. goes the full Monty yeah. shall we say he likes to put his twist yeah. on and I think yeah. he's the same with creative things as well uh, again I don't know loads about I mean, him as a, a producer but it seems to me like he says right we're going to push in this direction but we're going to do it in a very yeah. MCU way. So I think he will branch out with this new one. I think the, the title reveals alone tell us that they're going to delve what, into it, Multiverse things. of Madness or something like that. But it's still yeah. within his bracket. And it, like you said earlier, with the you know the, the Daredevil series and all that, when as soon as they started to do their own thing and kind of you know 
shoot left, right, and centre on anything you know that they could pull from the comics. That's when Kevin Feige took this interest in it, and it's yeah. you know. So I think even though I think he respects the material brilliantly and he delivers on a good job every time, I think he has his bracket. Yeah, and I think he's he's willing to he's willing branch to move out. it. He's willing willing to branch out because you like you know I think you heard the stories of like um last time this really happened was with Ant Man. Yeah. Like uh, it was originally going to be Edgar Wright who did Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. He was originally going to be doing um, Ant Man, uh, and then yeah. he wrote the script and everything like that. But because he kept on being pressured into like expanding the world, like involving other characters, mm. Edgar Wright was like, "No, I don't want it. I want to do my own thing." Um, so lost him and then sort of Marvel or Kevin Feige and everyone in Marvel has learned their lesson and was like alright and then okay I shouldn't really pressure on all this shit that's probably why Iron Man 2 is regarded one of the weakest because there's so much at you you just gotta slow down It's they almost did a DC and just introducing so many things at once well it's one of the it's one of the problems I was gonna say it's one of the problems with the DC movies there's completely no direction whatsoever yeah every single character ha- is almost living in like if you if you didn't know they were connected and you hadn't watched BVS, mm. you hadn't watched, you know, um, Justice League, yeah. which most people haven't, and I don't blame them uh, at all. It's not good. It's not a good movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it, there's so much disconnect. You can watch Wonder Woman and you can watch Aquaman, and apart from maybe the odd reference, you could say that they are set in completely different worlds. Yeah. Whereas but it's, it's Marvel, believable, it's not like that. It's believable yeah. that they all ex- coexist. Pe- yeah. You know, I think that's I think that's the main thing with the the whole vision and control thing is that to make it fit within one world, so yeah. that the overlaps don't break one another. I think yeah, it was good that like within like phase three, they introduced like loads of different directors, like Taika Waititi just came in, yeah. done his own thing, and he wasn't very that restricted. There was obviously like. Oh, can you, you know, squeeze in Doctor Strange because yeah. it'd be cool, you know, and it's you know a bit of fan service and stuff like that. But it proved to be part of the story, yeah, a very good part. I really like yeah. that scene. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, it, you know, Thor Ragnarok is completely different to like, well, the first Thor. Yeah, yeah, which is a breath of fresh air, and it's just that it's it's nice to see these films being completely different to each other, but also they can come together and connect very nicely. Um, speaking of Thor again apparently Christian Bale has been rumoured to be it's a hell of an actor to have yeah, him next I, I, that's actually probably another thing with like this whole like phase three they're bringing in very big name actors well the thing is people have realised now people have woken up to the, the fact that superhero movies are mainstream now yeah you know, and it, it is it, cinema it's almost well there's no answer that in <laughs> Um, but yeah. I still I watched a thing about that the other day um, and uh, yeah I, th- I think that um, Scorsese was horribly misunderstood but there we are yeah, <laughs> in what he was saying but, um, anyway he you know I think people have woken up and big actors have and, and directors investors whoever it is yeah. producers have realised that that's the way that cinema was going you know when Marvel Phase 1 was happening, a lot of those films kind of went under the radar because superhero movies were still not... They were either the shit money or... makers in, in the yeah. industry, you know. Um, no one took them seriously back then. No. But now it's like, not only just a money-making machine, but also... But it's then, sort of, yeah, things yeah. like the Dark Knight trilogy happened and, yeah, you know, yeah. and Iron Man happened and all of, a, all of a sudden people were just like, oh, this is... Uh, this is pretty good. This is interesting. 
Did you think Christian Bale play? I know you're not probably sure. I don't Thor know the Thor universe well enough. I can think of two characters potentially. He's been rumored to play two characters, which I'm like, oh yeah, definitely those two. Mm. And it's either Better Ray Bill, which is Space Horse Thor. Space Horse Thor. Yeah. Which is very Taika Waititi. That yeah, <laughs> I, I'd love to see that. Or Mephisto as uh, like a villain. Mephisto is basically the devil. Um, I think Mephisto would be a better. Yeah, because Christian Bale can play a very good psychopath. Um, because I think even though he'd be up for the the base rebuild thing, I just I don't think that's I think that's something that Taika Waititi would do a similar thing with Korg and Meek. That better rebuild, I think something on the he's side. actually um, he's a bit of an Easter egg in Thor Ragnarok actually. Because um, when there's like a ship coming down and he's going towards the Grand Master's palace and you have all those faces on the side, better rebuild is one, one of them. them. Yeah, yeah, so he so exists within. The he universe. does exist, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think he will probably crop up at some point in the Taika Waititi Thor yeah I think you'll definitely be in the next one universe I think you'll definitely be in um, uh, Thor Love and Thunder that's, Love the, that's, and Thunder. The, that's what the fourth one is called so we're not calling it Thor 4 then or, or Thor Thor <laughs> <laughs> I still think he's a great title <laughs> come on man you missed an opportunity <laughs> there opportunity. Um, sticking with Marvel again this is just going to be Marvel I've just realised looking at my oh notes. quick note about the whole yeah you know actors and producers accepting that you know these roles in, in big movies and happened in the last Thor movie with uh, Kate Blanchett coming in mm. uh, although she's done other fantasy things so why wouldn't she be against it or whatever but yeah. Natalie Portman came back around yes somebody who yeah didn't it still shocks me didn't she's... really have a great experience with the first two Thor films I didn't really because l- they were a bit shit first, <laughs> first, one, first one was okay it's alright it's a it's standard okay. superhero second one was story. very boring and it relied too many, uh, too much on the human characters, which yeah. I did not like at all. Yeah. Uh, and Natalie Portman just looked like she was asleep walking through them. Yeah. Which, but she's come back around. Yeah. Maybe the whole like Taika Waititi influence is sort of like. I think so. I think yeah, it's made it more attractive. It and her being well, spoilers, but Taika she's Waititi. She's going to the Thor costume. In yes. This movie. Like it, the character uh, Jane she's Foster. She's going to have to get the hammer back off. Uh... Well, he took it back in time. How are they gonna, they're probably going to make a new one. Interesting. Jesus, how are they going to... Oh, I'm very excited for this film. No, but yeah, like, uh, Taika Waititi has said, oh, it's going to be part of, like, it's taking influence from the latest Thor uh, comics, which is Jane Foster getting cancer, uh, but she becomes worthy, and while she's worthy, she, like, gains the powers of Thor... Um, but the disadvantage of being Thor is that it clears out all of the chemotherapy so she when she reverts back to being human all the chemo's gone and now she's dying again of cancer just to reset so it's sort time. of oh Christ's sake yeah that that's, that would be very interesting that film if it goes into all those themes in my head such. it makes a lot of sense for Jane to be worthy yeah because if she's somebody that falls in love with Thor and Thor falls in love with mm. there must be some sort of shared qualities there yeah, so yeah. if Thor can lift the hammer then I need to read the comic because I've heard it's so very good I don't read that many comics which is a blasphemy blasphemous well maybe this maybe this you know phase 4 expanding like this will force you to go and dive into I'd, some I'd, of the material I'd say that, that, that yeah. these Marvel films like before whole Avengers MCU happened I was like just 
either a, a Hulk geek or Spider-Man. I didn't really give a shit about the rest. Like, I hated Captain America, the idea of Captain America. No, didn't he's know your favourite Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What has the what MC done to me? Um, yeah, I didn't, know much about, I didn't know much about any of the comics, but since all, like, all these different films have come out, I've literally been like, okay, so what comic is that? Uh, what, what what comic is that is inspiring this film so I've gone and read that comic like I read Civil War great comic it's not the greatest but it, it's really good I like you know I'd read I've got uh, World War Hulk probably not Planet Hulk but I've got World War Hulk really good one got Infinity Gauntlet uh, it's just basically all the best ones um, and I need to probably like read in a little bit more into the Eternals and stuff like that because I have no idea what who they are about um but yeah and that started filming hasn't it I've seen set pictures on I wouldn't be one. surprised if a trailer comes out soon really this soon yeah it comes out in November they'd only just started filming but they've been filming for a couple of weeks maybe a couple of months maybe a month or two I don't know we might have a little teaser probably not I just would, like a full I would trailer say maybe wait till mid year before we get yeah. into the teaser when does it's not like bloody when's the next big convention fuck I don't know uh, when's D twenty three. I don't know. <laughs> what year is it? It's 2020. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Uh, but like, it's not like DC that just brings out a bloody trailer a year before the film comes out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> they did that with Batman vs Superman. And they did that with Suicide Squad. They don't have they, as they... many assets to keep people interested. Yeah, stuff. and then they did that with Justice League. It's like, why would you bring out a trailer a year before? Because you just lose interest after a couple months. Whereas if you bring it out like a normal bloody studio actually normal. you know what this, this, this links on to my next thing um, New Mutants Do you... <laughs> <laughs> speaking of trailers that trailer come out for that two years ago was it two years ago yeah uh, and it's I was gonna guess finally coming out in April in cinemas wow. right uh, this film has had a lot of history but the th- I, like oh. why Oh, it's, it's so weird though because people will go and like it might be okay but it's not going to go anywhere this movie no it, absolutely not it's, it's, it's such a pointless it's a bit film pointless yeah. yeah well then again like it's, we've, been, we've been so brainwashed about all these like cinematic universes that we almost you know, we've just like admitted it then is it pointless though it's just a film it doesn't have to be connected to anything if it's a good film it's a good film so it is a good film yeah, yeah. But that's not how the world works, right? Not, not anymore. <laughs> no. Not anymore. God damn it. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, so this... Oh, the, tr- the trailer came out two years... Over two years ago, probably. And it was, I just realised we made an invert reference to Star Wars that we're going to talk about <laughs> over the next few things, with everything being connected. But anyway, uh, just a side point, moving right, on. Right, don't start. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so yeah, this trailer came out two years ago, and originally I was like, all right, looks fine. I like the direction again it's taking with like the whole horror aspect um, it was very generic horror but it's mutants it's fucking, I'm, I'm all in <laughs> Marvel yeah. uh, and then there was like rumours of them doing serious reshoots to try and change things because apparently Fox didn't like what was happening studio interference that's never a good sign uh, and then it kept on getting delayed and delayed and delayed until like obviously Fox bought uh, Fox was bought by Marvel Oh, Disney, God damn it, so many studios, Monopoly. Um, yeah, Disney bought Fox, the and then it was literally shelved from, from yeah. then, and they were, uh, the, you know, Maisie Williams was like in interviews being like, oh, where, when's this coming out? And she was like, I ain't got a fucking clue. Like, I don't know, no one's telling me nothing. So even the cast members were like, 
given completely up completely in the dark yeah, yeah in the dark and just given up on yeah. it and then Disney like a couple of weeks ago just basically announced nah this isn't going to be part of the MCU but we're releasing that and we're going to be releasing the original cut of what the director wanted the director's cut what he wanted and envisioned and I'm like yeah good because that's how do you know what's going to happen don't you what it's going to do well and then they're going to have to make more <laughs> because, because okay. that's the way the world works this is it's Joker get, is I, the primary example of this they said think, they were only going to make one I think this might go one of two ways it's probably going to come out be either dog shit or subpar and then just be like well, Disney, it wasn't our fault, was it? It was bloody Fox's fault. Just blame them or whatever. Well, and if it does well, yeah, they have nothing to lose. It's just money they're gaining. And then if it does really well, and it's actually going to be cr- like, oh yeah, we knew yeah. it. We had oh, faith all along. We had faith all along. That's and why we and it's, it, this is the introduction of mutants into the MCU. <laughs> this is how we do it. It was planned all along. Yeah, no. <laughs> But apparently they have apparently they have come out and said this isn't part of the MCU but then again if it does well they've be like, said that before about things yeah like, <laughs> honestly if it does do well I'd be like yeah this this could be a new new mutants coming could be into, a new mutants maybe. yeah it, it, this would be a really interesting be an way interesting like, springboard for an X-Men universe yeah it's like it gives the opportunity to introduce the X-Men uh, which we know is with good actors they've got good actors in this film do you remember them it's obviously Maisie Williams the girl from Split uh, I can't remember any of their names and the guy from Stranger Things the guy that goes out with Nancy at the end the uh, Will's brother oh yeah he's in it he he's plays, in it yeah he plays uh, the character Sunspot which is just human torch but music yeah. <laughs> so yeah interesting uh, yeah I'm very interested in that um, hopefully it won't be shit it probably will but I'm not don't think about it it's not coming out yet. um <laughs> <laughs> okay so another back to disney plus um hawkeye the series that was announced has been delayed indefinitely which i'm like Just poor old poor old don't hawkeye. do don't do jeremy <laughs> Renner dirty like this poor old hawkeye man he's just he's he I'm, from the very first time we were introduced to him he's the was butt very... end of the MCU yeah no one liked him it was like except from in Endgame he got treated quite right, well okay. in Endgame his comeback was very good Thor was when we introduced him and he just held up a burn out and that was it that was very that was very brief that was okay yeah and then he I don't think he was treated that well in Avengers probably towards the end of the first Avengers because he got like hypnotised and then shunted off they needed someone to be expendable <laughs> well not necessarily expendable but just sort of like right who's very useless but also who could give be us acted as a plot device yeah, yeah like christ hawkeye's not doing much so we better use him uh and then i started really liking hawkeye in age of ultron is when he had that whole speech with scarlet which just being like you're an avenger now if you go he through those doors to his family then yeah 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 he, he, exactly really, i think they focused on him they realized what they yeah. did with him yeah. and like even jeremy renner after the first avengers came out he was like no nah, I, I don't like, like what they've done with my character he like really didn't like what they did so they tracked back oh, on yeah. that yeah he was in Age of Ultron that was he was in he was really good in Civil War I really liked really it that whole like dynamic between him and Scarlet which is just brilliant yeah like it's sort of like well it's older brother it's sort of like him fathering her like they're know, like siblings yeah they, they have an understanding yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. older brother and older the uh, younger yeah. sister I think they thing. comment on it there's like a line that Scarlet which uh, sorry not Scarlet which that Black Widow says at some point I'm sure I can't remember what movie it is but they, he says like, she says we have an understanding that the others don't yeah 
they do have a keen chip but none of the other yeah. heroes and it's sort of like the, yeah. apparently this whole series is going to be introducing um, oh god what's her name the new Hawkeye the female uh, oh um oh uh, Kate Kate Bishop Kate Bishop that's yeah. the one um, and there was ru- again rumour it was going to be um, Hayley Steinfeld the that girl really from good. Bumblebee yeah very and she's also voiced um, Spider-Gwen from mm, yeah, Into Spider-Verse so she, I really like her uh, but so she would have been brilliant as Kate Bishop but <laughs> yeah I want to see the whole crisis maybe, wonder... maybe that's why it's being delayed though maybe they're, they're having trouble finding people interested finding the people that they want or maybe they've decided that they're going to push it it might it could you know it could be completely innocent it could be we've pushed it back because we want more time yeah to I'm work glad that I'm, like that's I'm hoping it's not it. full on cancelled I'm, I'm glad well I, I've, I've all I've seen is that it's been delayed indefinitely the only thing so... yeah I think the thing is that you know when Disney Plus was mentioned and, and they did all those unveils of the shows I, I there was a part of me in my head that went they might have bitten off a little more they can chew in, in the time frame they've given themselves here shooting this yeah. many shows yeah. and I think it was inevitable that something that. was going to get pushed to the no, not when they like release all this like roster of stuff they don't yeah. normally keep with it like no they like, never do humans Ooh, oh yeah boy, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was like you know oh this is coming out after Endgame and blah 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 but it ended up coming in before Infinity War as a TV show and the first two episodes was put in IMAX oh god it was a mess <laughs> it was an absolute mess exactly which is a shame because again I like the characters of Black Bolt and like the whole Inhumans they got they're basically X-Men but they're not yeah but so yeah. uh Okay, so I'm going to go back to trailers. Uh, have you seen the new Birds of Prey trailer? Uh, have I seen the new one? I have seen the new one, yes. Uh, the one with Bruce in it. Bruce, who's he? Who's he? <laughs> the hyena. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm not sure about it, but yeah. I, it looks pretty good, this movie. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's going to be... It might be ...awe-inspiring, but I, it looks like a fun movie. Yeah, I think it... It's definitely honing more into the comic booky weirdness, like of Harley Quinn. I yeah. really like that they showed Ewan McGregor in Black Black Mask. Like, oh yeah, the shows of Black Mask, and oh, he looks really good. He looks really he looks good. just like from the Arkham games, actually. Oh my god, I really like that character as well, and I love Ewan McGregor. So I think I think the actors themselves will be really good, but depending on what the story's like, you never know. And like, yeah, we'll see. like yeah, I remember. It's basically Suicide Squad, but. Just Harley, club. Club. Just, just, just Harley Quinn. Just Harley Quinn. Yeah. Who's gonna die in it? Who's, who's gonna, gonna die in die? it? Oh, the one that is gets the least amount of <laughs> jazz on their costume. <laughs> Either that, or they're gonna they're gonna do a pull a full suicide uh, suicide squad and be like, ah, oh, there's this character, you know that, you know this character. Do Jared Leto's Joker will show up in it? No. <laughs> oh no, I hope he doesn't. Well, I tell you what, this is a oh, we're good at segues, aren't we? Speaking of Jared Leto. Oh, you want it? Yeah. Okay. Morbius is... Morbius. Right. Hang on. Yeah. Morbius trailer came out. you wish that wasn't a glass of water. <laughs> no, I wish it was... I've got alcohol over there, but... <laughs> We've got like 18 beers on the side <laughs> over there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so Morbius, the trailer came out, and Morbius is the living vampire. Yeah, vampires live anyway, but all right. right That's right. a very... Okay, <laughs> it's very comic book, isn't it? That's um, very yeah. Bad. So uh, the 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 only sort of Morbius thing that I know 
is uh, he's a living vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done it there. Oh, Go on. Um, oh. No, yeah, I uh, I remember on the PS2 I played um, Spider Man Three. Oh, was, right. it, was it the PS2? Was it PS3? I don't know. I fucking guess. Yeah, but basically, uh, the one of the side villains or that you came across was Morbius and his wife uh, Shriek. And yeah, basically, it's like a doctor. He gets ill, and like his wife saves him from dying. So, it's so like then, the reverse Doctor Strange. This is. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so then, he injects himself with vampire blood. And yeah. So she. A yeah, in the comics, I think like she injects like vampireness blood shit so he so he can doesn't need to do with cells or something he he tries to strengthen himself with bat cells or something that's what the trailer shows yeah interestingly enough does not become batman (laughs) (laughs) that's very interesting because jared leto played the joker did really shit and then now he's become now he's basically playing marvel batman man bat man bat that's a movie i want man Man bat the movie they should just can Robert Patterson's Batman and just do Man Bat. That's true. Yeah. They should do. There's so, a sequel. <laughs> Man Bat. We've got it down already. Uh, just hire us, please. Um, yeah, so... Okay, one thing I really don't like about Jared Leto is his like, whole, like... Uh, uh, his... He's far too method for you, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's far... Like, did you... You know, you heard the stories in Suicide Squad where he just gave Will Smith bullets... Because he yeah, played dead shot, dead rats, dead rats and like used condoms to others. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, there's this good method acting, which is sort of like Heath Ledger esque, even though I ended up killing him. Um, like, you you stay as character, but you don't bother anyone else. Like, what are you doing? And then, like in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, uh, twenty forty nine, that the I, new Blade Runner. You know, I've never played the Joker before. <laughs> And I probably never will. <laughs> oh, you'd love to. <laughs> but, I'd love to. I'd love to put an interesting spin on him. But yeah. I'm not sure that you need to get in the Joker's head by sending people condoms. <laughs> yeah. What, I what don't understand. No, but yeah, and then like, when Blade, Blade Runner and a new one came up, the way he prepared for that was that he like put in contact lenses that he, to, to make him look blind, or to, to make him blind. And like there was times that the, reportedly when he came out of his like trailer and... You know, people started applauding him for acting blind. It's like, we, we applauding this for? What? Why does he need to put contacts in to be blind? Just close his eyes. <laughs> Stitch your eyes closed, like, man. I feel like. No, but what? I feel like. Jared Leto is the guy that you say commit to the role to. Too much. And then he just goes OTT. Yeah. <laughs> and like you know, seeing this trailer when he's like got the walking sticks and stuff. He's like the that. So yeah, method acting. He was like, yeah, he's got an Oscar, but Christ, man. I mean... I forgot he got an Oscar, yeah. What was that in? I don't even know. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club, wasn't it? I haven't seen it. I probably need drugs. to. <laughs> okay, great. And cross-dressing. <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but I think... Uh, we probably should. I don't know. Uh, Apparently, it's pretty good. It's probably worth a watch. Pretty, yeah. Something to... Food for, food for thought. Yeah. Food for thought. But yeah, this, this trailer... Um, it, uh, does it look good? The music is terrible. Yeah, it's, it's got an like it's got sound, it's, it's an interesting song. Is it Beethoven that, or, or uh, Mozart? I don't know. That they use. About it's it's really music. classical music that they use in the background, but they like obviously modernize it to yeah. make it sound cool. And it's got these very generic like 
you know, fade to black. Boah, opens up very, you know, every single time he punches the glasses, the beats of the music, and it's okay, boring. I'm it's very standard. It. Very, very standard. Movie, but then again, when he's like, actually, you see hints of him being the vampire. That's like, ooh, it could this be. This looks, looks, looks good. Interesting. Looks good. And then obviously, at the end of the trailer, you see Michael Keaton, which this is opening up a massive can of worms here. So, right, the whole Sony and Spider-Man thing. So yeah, is is Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toomes, the Vulture? And if he is then this film is connected to the MCU but Kevin Feige doesn't want any of the solo Sony films to be connected to the MCU unless they've made a new agreement I don't know Uh, but yeah you basically said that about Venom he didn't want that to be part of it Um, but apparently what the clause is like whatever characters Marvel use in the Spider-Man films Sony can just use them like without approval or not they can do whatever they want I was, just, I was just about to say maybe this is part of the new deal that they struck recently yeah that Sony can say okay you, you, are, you can happily have Spider-Man for any future Avengers team ups and yeah. stuff and you can co-produce them yeah, things we're allowed but to. we're allowed to do whatever the bloody hell we want and you can't tell us no yeah which is oh dear but maybe it's... it'll be good <laughs> maybe but okay, right, yeah. So then that sort of links in with like whole Spider-Man. His identity gets revealed, and then is the third Spider-Man film gonna be very streamlined? Like, what I want the the Spider-Man film to be about the next one is about uh, him on the run from a certain hunter, Craven the Hunter. Do you know about him? He's like a, a Russian hunter that is obsessed with trophying every single animal, and when he like sees Spider-Man. He's like, right, got to get your bloody head on my wall. Got to get your mask on my wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah as a trophy. Uh, and in the comics, he does kill him. Spider-Man somehow comes back to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, th- like Craven being the hunter, because obviously Spider-Man's identity was released, like this old cat and mouse chase. I want that film to be it. But with the way it's going, and like apparently this is going to be the final Spider-Man film in the MCU, mm. I can certainly see it going the whole Sinister Six route again. So they've got just try cram as much in as they possibly can. Yeah, probably. it's sort of like they've got you know, Venom, they've got Morbius coming out, they've got the Vulture, they had Mysterio. All they need they is have Do- Scorpion, Doc and... Scorpion, and then you just need this bigger other one, like either Craven or like another big bad. I, I really want the Green Goblin to come back. He's a fantastic Spider-Man villain. All right, okay. I know you're a massive Batman fan. Who is okay? This is gonna be really biased, but I think Spider-Man has the best villains rogue gallery. You're probably. Um, I think it's. I think it's more expansive than Batman's. Yeah, because there's a lot of crossover with a lot of DC, like Daredevil and him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingpin is the same villain. Being in the same city, you would imagine that's probably the case. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Batman doesn't share things. Uh, (laughs) Batman's like he's got more. Philosophical, iconic. iconic. He's got more like. Psych- he's got more heavy hitters. He's got more. Spider-Man yeah, has. he's got more psychologically challenging villains with Batman, whereas Spider-Man's got just got other animal buddies like Rhino. I think it's Scorpion. Yeah, I think it's Bolch. fair to say that um... <laughs> Spider-Man's villains are just animals. <laughs> and then there's a Craven the Hunter. That's the animals. I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> Green Goblin, what is that? Like, oh, okay, anyway. Yeah. By that logic, Morbius is an octopus. Man bat. <laughs> <laughs> octopus, yeah. Goblin. Although he's got, that's he's not got really a bat. Mysterio is just that's another just a 
Box standard villain. Uh, no, he's not box standard. I really like that villain. Snow globe head. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm really pissed off that they didn't reference uh, Mysterio having a fishbowl as a head in his film. I know, opportunity missed. That would have served my movie fandom. full of school kids as well, and nobody made yeah. that joke. God damn it. Well, maybe we can uh, maybe we can talk about Batman villains in a second because I know there's something on your list that links mm. into this. Yes. Um, but what I do want to say about both Spider-Man movies that I did really enjoy them uh, when we were, when I saw them um, and we, we went to see the second one together didn't we I believe Far From Home yeah I can't remember maybe not I, try, I can never remember who I watched I saw, I saw it twice days. I saw it uh, we've seen so many together yeah but yeah it's um, it's interesting but please make the plot different <laughs> this time not necessarily the characters do it the plot. they well. did do a lot of do really good stuff but it's the same exact story beats as the first movie. It's about a school trip and about this and that. Yeah. And there's a guy who finds out Spider-Man's identity and threatens to... Yeah. And it's, there's, it's quite a, there's a big trend with the Spider-Man films is that like every single villain is somewhat connected to him personally. Like Vulture, yeah. Vulture was his girlfriend's dad. And then... Actually, not Mysterio. Was he kind of because he knew his identity? Green Goblin was his best friend's dad. Yeah. Oh, Doctor Octopus was. He was connected Peter's. to him because Nick Fury was working with him. Yeah. Was kind of I wouldn't say that strong. too much. But that wasn't. But yeah, Doctor Octopus was his Peter's mentor. mentor. Yeah. Venom was his co-worker's. Well, he's just his co-worker. He's just his co-worker. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously Harry was the Green Goblin. New Goblin. Oh, that was such a shit name. Why would you call him New Goblin? Please go for the hobgoblin. Yeah, and then Sandman. Oh yeah. Okay. Mister Sandman. Boo. Sandman was his uncle's killer. I don't know why they had to do that again. It was just just to try and everything is connected. And then Lizard was his. I could go on and on. But yeah. No. Right. Well, you, you know, you the whole. It's an argument that uh, you know Batman fights on a regular basis. Is you know, are you here because of them or are they here because of you? And mm. that's you know. That's an interesting thing. I guess that's just Spider-Man's version. I need to go grab my charge. I'll be back in two seconds. Just keep talking to the mic. No, oh, I would. I should tell you what you can talk about. There's a new Batman game coming out. Or is there? I don't know. Well, there's, there's some interesting hints that WB Games have dropped about potentially what people believe to be a new Batman game. Uh, it's literally just about, if my memory serves me right, I don't have a reference with me, but it's like four or five pictures of four or five black and white images of a badge design of some sort yeah that when put together make what people presume is the gotham city police department logo for whatever reason uh, it's it's a standard police department logo with an eagle on it <laughs> and it doesn't say anything on it there's no initials or anything on no. it but people have assumed this because they kind of spotted things within the images that were released and there were a couple of other images yeah but a lot of people think that WB Games who for those of you who don't know uh, Rocksteady made uh, Arkham Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham City and Batman Arkham Knight yes there's also Batman Arkham Origins yes that was made between the the second and third games yeah and it was made by WB Games because obviously WB uh, Games had the rights through WB and DC uh, so they decided, I guess, to fill the time in between those two releases by using the assets that they had from the previous games to capitalise on, you know, double down on the whole Batman 
Arkham Mania. Um, have you played any Arkham Origins? Not Arkham Origins. I know You've what happens though. Uh, that's basically it, the, the... It, Batman's origin as a game. Uh, but not fully from that, the start. That is the origin of the Joker as well, isn't it? That's how you like see the Joker become the Joker, is it? There's a bit of that in it, yes. Yeah. You get a lot of backstory for the Joker, who is the main villain again in it. Um, and for me, that's one of the things that makes it seem a little bit tired, is that you just come from Arkham City again, where Joker, Joker is the main yeah. villain. Um, and Arkham Asylum, where Joker is the, the main, main villain. villain. Um, it's nice that he barely... Features. It's great that he, in Arkham Knight, apart from flashbacks. If my memory well, it's his. Right. Um, he is around you constantly because he's in your head. He's in your head, yeah, yeah. constantly. Which I, I actually really like that. But yeah, it's it's, it's a good uh, job that Mark Hamill is a very good joke. Yes, because <laughs> if he wasn't good, ooh. it would get tiring real <laughs> yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it, it's a it's a it's a good game. It's still a Batman Arkham game. It has all the mechanics of it, and it, it's still a load of fun. Um, but the story is, it's kind of a mismatch of things. It's like they tried to redo Arkham Asylum. Isn't Deathstroke in it as well? Yeah, Deathstroke. Yeah. It introduces a lot of new villains that you didn't Bane see before. Bane is in it, I remember. Um, the DLC is completely surrounded uh, or based upon uh, Mr. Freeze, which is pretty interesting. Oh, I really um, want them to do Mr. Freeze. Uh, but better than and it's a pretty good DLC cool ice. Uh, but we already got really cool Mr. Freeze in Arkham City so I don't know you know. no I mean like the, I mean movies wise movies wise yes he's a villain that needs to come in let's kick some ice oh gosh <laughs> cool party oh, unbelievable <laughs> what were they thinking how <laughs> <laughs> they do that Joel Schumacher oh Joel yeah. Schumacher <laughs> but yeah yeah, I hope so. It looks like WB one. Games are thinking about maybe making. Do you think they'll release that for the PlayStation Five? Because that's around that's, the corner. That's I think what is the plan. That is the plan. I yeah. think that's probably it. It's the sensible option going forward. I don't know why you would make it for the, you know. I think they'd continue to release stuff. on Although PS4. Arkham Origins was released on PS3, was it? Yeah, as well because it was kind of the, the switch over. I'm surprised they didn't the remaster that because I got the remastered versions of Arkham Asylum and City on PlayStation Four, but not Origins. Well, that's the thing. That is that. from that's because it's from a different studio, so it was remastered yeah. okay. for Rocksteady ones, but not for WB Games. Okay. Um, there's also one more point I want to make about Arkham Origins, and I, forgive me, I played it through like once, and I completed most of the things. That's fine. Um, but as far as I remember, there's a lot of weird story overlap that doesn't make sense between the other Arkham games. So th this game is meant to be set in that universe during the first year of Batman's life yeah. as Batman. Mm -hmm. um, it's the first time he meets the Joker. Yeah, yeah. It's all of that stuff. It's the first time he meets Bane, who is completely different in this game yeah, to yeah, the Bane yeah. in the other two games. Um, other three games. Um, yeah, it, it just... I mean, it makes... It, it's still a good... As I said, it's a good game. But it, it's still... It doesn't really... Like, for example, it doesn't explain how Bane uses Venom at all. Yeah. Um, he's just... he's. It came out after The Dark Knight Rises, so he's the Tom Hardy version of The Dark Knight. He's just uh, a really rock buff guy, and he, even his character design reflects the movies a lot more than it yeah. does the comic books. Um, and they, they, one of the story beats in it is that he breaks the Batman, but he doesn't really break the Batman, and there's meant to be this like redemption arc of Batman coming back and proving how good he is, but it doesn't really play off that well because it's he doesn't break it. He doesn't. Much. He doesn't actually break his back. Yeah. He just defeats you, and then you come back and you win. 
Um, but it's, yeah, as I said, that might be not 100% accurate because I haven't played it since. Mm. I played it first time. So, but it's still a, it's still a good one. But it did introduce multiplayer. Okay. Which was really fun. It was a uh, 3v3 v2 deathmatch. Yeah. Two people get to play as the heroes that are randomly selected. So you get to play as Batman and Robin. Um, and then you have uh, three teams of thugs, of the Joker's men and Bane's men. Yeah. And then you play on different maps. And for the, everybody else who's playing on the ground, you get to choose your weapons, your class, your abilities. And it's a third-person shooter, basically, set in the world of Arkham. Oh. And it's really quite. It was really quite fun. Um, it was. There wasn't many like the servers got not very busy very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was really fun when I used to play it. No matter what team you were playing on, and, and then there were points in the game where you could summon in the Joker as a, a, a villain to play or Bane as a villain to play. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So it. So you play three v three, and there'd be different objective missions for you to do on the map. And then the heroes would obviously be trying to stop both teams from doing that, um, yeah. and they would be up, you know, up in the, the third person view, swinging around, doing takedowns and stuff, using different abilities. Um, it was it was interesting. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, and it was pretty balanced as well between the heroes and the the things. That's one thing I would like them to put into this new game if if this is going to be a game. Yeah, I hope they make this new game because make 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 <laughs> yeah, multi- expand upon the multiplayer because that three v three v two system. Is really cool, um, but the the big point that everybody was screaming about with this new supposed reveal is it's going to be about the Court of Owls. Okay. Who in the, from the new Fifty Two comic books? Now I've got the Court of Owls story sitting upstairs on my desk that I'm yet to read. Um, I keep meaning to go through it, but it's one of the new. It was the first new Fifty Two adventure Batman went against, and the Court of Owls is basically like a almost like a cult that springs up in Gotham who start to kind of do Batman's job for him a little bit and take down some of the big kingpins, but then obviously forcing their own agenda on the city. Yeah, yeah. And Batman's kind of caught in the middle of it. But it's really cool. So a lot of people are thinking that that's going to be the storyline of this new yeah. Arkham game, uh, or supposed Arkham game. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I'd be interested to see that. I'd also be interested to see them show up in a movie of some sort. Yeah. And that'd be really fun. Well, the next movie is going to be about... Uh... Long Halloween, yeah, based upon like yeah, Halloween, yeah. which is a good, uh, still another one that I've watched Actually, for a long we time. We could we could briefly talk about that for a couple of minutes. Uh, it, it's there's been a lot of um, casting announcements. Yes. Like Colin Firth is it's Colin Firth, Colin Farrell, Colin uh, Farrell, he Bullseye, Farrell, yeah, yeah, he played Bullseye, he, which is very weird. Um, he playing the Penguin, he's playing the Penguin, yes, Oswald Cobblepot. Oswald Cobblepot, yeah, well, what a name! Uh, God, oh, just my wait, knowledge. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so he—he's the Penguin. Uh, there's a there's a guy that I don't really know much about. He's playing the Riddler. Uh, you probably know the name. I've, oh, I've, I know who you mean. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you get the name, I'll be able to. Yeah. God, um, bloody doubt. I had a picture of them all. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is playing Catwoman. Catwoman. She was. She played Angel in X Men First Class, which was a very, very good film. I really like. That she film. also played um, uh, Lita Lestrange in uh, the second Fantastic Beast movie. Um, did an all right job. I haven't that seen that film. Has its issues. I, I haven't seen the film. I heard it was pretty pretty bad. I didn't mind it too much. I have to admit. The one word I would use to describe it is compared to the first one, it felt very empty. Mm. It, 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 like 
there was the main cast of actors and then the world didn't really feel warm it's weird in a harry potter world that the yeah that the world around you was that was one of the big pulls of the harry potter franchise is the wizarding world yeah you know, they made a theme park out of it for goodness sake but in fantastic beast 2 it feels like that's missing and even though the story they're telling is a good one yeah um it, yeah it definitely falls short on that that front in my opinion yeah well, I've got the cast well, up here. Stopping them. They're uh, making a third. I think uh, they might have announced more by now, but there's nine at the moment. So obviously, Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yeah. I'm very interested in that, even though he was pretty dog in Twilight. But then again, he's been I, pretty much good in everything else. He's yeah, doing. I've heard. Uh, so yeah, Zoe Kravitz is uh, Catwoman. Colin Farrell as Penguin. Paul Dano is the Riddler. Paul Dano. Paul Let Dano. me see his James face. Because I do know who Dan, you're talking Dan, about. That guy. The, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I wanted. Okay, is a dream cast, and I wanted David Tennant to be the, to be the Riddler. He would have been so cool. Mm. Really like David Tennant. He he's like cool. he's like my bloody. A lot of people wanted Leonardo DiCaprio to play the Riddler for a long time. Maybe not is so much. Too much of a big actor now. Do you think like sort of Batman's? This maybe, was back maybe, in the Dark maybe, Knight days. Yeah, yeah, back in the Dark Knight days, that would have been like Batman's. He was still a big deal, yeah. Know, but I think at the time he would have suited it. I think now he's taking on a lot different roles. Mm. I think he probably wouldn't. Uh, so yeah, uh, Andy Circus is playing Alfred. Is he? Yes, he is. This is interesting. Yeah, uh, he's obviously going to be directed. Have you got your precious sir? <laughs> Love Andy Circus. Do you think you're mocap it? They might de-age him. <laughs> so yeah, just so, so he yeah. can mocap. <laughs> Although I don't understand why you would do that. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. That's an interesting casting choice. That's that's. Good. Mm, I love Andy Serkis, but yeah, like you, you, you try and shoehorn a mocap in there somehow. Um, Jeffrey Wright, do you know him? He is going to be playing Commissioner Gordon. Oh yes, Jeffrey. Yes. Yeah. First black Commissioner Gordon. Oh, controversial to some racists out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> to most racists. That's why they're racists, Ryan. <laughs> uh, John... No, he's he's really good. I'm trying to remember what I've seen that he's in. I've definitely seen him in stuff I can't remember. But yes, very good actor. Yeah. Uh, good John Turturro from... Turturro. Very famous from the Transformers films. <laughs> Play... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but he's going to be playing uh, Falcone. Falcone. That makes a lot Fal- of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. He, he's... Um, I think he's a New York born actor. Oh, it might be. Or at least New Jersey. Um, so he's got the accent for it already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Um, and he's he's from that that background. I think he's done uh, sort of mob boss movies before, mm. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he so I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to he's see him. He's a good actor, I do rate him. Yeah, a good actor, I'm excited to see him in uh, uh, not as And for those of you that know the long Halloween, um yeah. you've read it, the uh, the Falcone Corone family plays a big part in the story. So, oh, okay. So, is so he probably, he, he's going to feature, I he, would think, fairly heavily. Is he the Nick Fury of the bad guys? Kingpin of the underworld. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, the Long Halloween is interesting because it's a Batman story about the crime family mainly and about a series of murders. Mm. Uh, a series of murders that are fairly unrelated to the other villains. They kind of just drop in as cameos almost um, within the world of Batman. It's a bit like watching a Batman TV show. And having sort of a, a running story throughout a season of these murder mysteries going on, but then Batman obviously having to deal with the other people yes. in Gotham. Uh, so yeah, I think these last two um, 
They haven't been properly announced as any specific character. I have no idea. They probably have. I don't know. I'll try know. and do my guess. You don't come here for okay. facts, do you? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> uh, Peter, uh, Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, he's in it. Don't know what he is. He could be playing Two-Face. Yeah, I could see that. Could see that. Uh, who else could he play as, though? What other Batman villains well, or allies? Joker is in this movie. Is he? Yes. The Joker is in this comic book. So. Oh, right. Well, that's what you were saying. The Joker's in this movie specifically? Okay. So, I think they'll hold off the Joker. Especially with the, the, with the especially success of the Joker. Yeah, the Joker, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last uh, one that I know of is... Uh, oh God. Uh, James Lawson? James Lawson? Oh, okay. James Lawson. I have no idea who she's playing. If I've got your name wrong, mm. I apologise. Yeah, I'm gonna to need to read that comic book again before the before the, obviously there's a long way to go before this movie comes out. Yeah. But yes, I need to do that because yeah, it's a great comic book, and um, yeah, it'd be it, it's it's one of the things. As soon as I read it when I was getting into Batman comics, I read that story as one of the picks to read, and I was just like, they've got to make this a movie. This would be brilliant. Um, I think it would have been brilliant if Christopher Nolan had done the Long Halloween. Yeah, and he did. He did draw inspiration from parts of it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Within the Batman, there's a few panels in the in the comic book that are direct shots in the Dark Knight trilogy, um, oh. especially in Batman Begins. So who's that? Who's is it? Matt Reeves that is doing this film? Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think. But yeah, I, I still think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really good. Um, it's going to be better than Batwick. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. He wasn't um, bad. He was just given a bad rep. Okay, yes, right. So, yeah, Matt Reeves did the uh, Wolf of the Planet Apes and Dawn of the Planet Apes. Fantastic films. Yeah, okay, so I'm very excited for this. He did Cloverfield. Yeah, good movies, Cloverfield. I, I haven't seen Cloverfield. I've not again, seen them, but they've got positive reps. So. Yeah, so, okay, right, I'm expecting big things, Matt. <laughs> You're not listening to this. <laughs> Bring it home, Matt. Bring it home. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Um, but, yeah, I'm, ex- right. I'm excited to see a standalone Batman movie. For the first time in, well, since the, Christ, when was since that? the Dark Knight Rises. When was that? 2012. 2012 or something like that. Eight, eight years. We've almost gone 10 years without a Batman movie. Oh what my is God, this, what are we <laughs> uh, Right, yes, yeah, so uh, moving swiftly on from all that Batmanisms, um, and sort of linking into games, there's been several games that have been delayed, which I'm not happy about. You're a bit pooped about the uh, Marvel yeah. game. Yeah, Marvel Avengers Marvel has Avengers. been delayed uh, from, I think it was May to now September, or March to September. Um, you know what if it was a film I'd be very worried because normally films that are delayed and everything that's a bad that's sign that's a bad sign but for games normally it's a very good sign yeah so, yeah I, 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 wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too worried yeah. I think I'd probably just take I'd, def- I'd definitely rather prefer to wait for a game because okay right so I uh, for Christmas I got Jedi Fallen Order good game but as it's on PlayStation, it's probably the buggiest game I've ever played in my life. You and I have had different experiences. because I've, so... I've not come across these bugs yet. Because you play it on... I play it on PS4. Oh, you do? I played it on... I play, started playing it on PC, but unfortunately my laptop couldn't handle it. Oh, yeah, of course you didn't. Oh, and no. this is the problem. So the problem we're but... talking about here is that, that EA obviously optimised it for PCs and yeah, high-end yeah. PCs at that. It's just a problem with EA. It's so it, it just it doesn't run very well on... PCs, my PC should be able, my laptop, sorry, should be able to run it, but yeah. it just won't do it. The no. game's just too fidgety to be yeah. able to do it um, with frame rates and things. So, yeah, um, 
it's, it's been okay for me so far on PS4. It's not the grandest of qualities, but mm. that's fine. That's fine. It's a Star Wars game that is somewhat better. It's than an enjoyable game to play, and that's you know. But yeah, like it's, I'd rather. Yeah, I wish fucking EA would have just delayed Fallen Order just to iron out the creases for every single console because it's the buggiest game for me. But yeah, if that's what they're doing for Avengers, fine. And it's the same with uh, Last of Us got delayed only by like a month or two. It was coming out in March, after coming out in May. Uh, I pre-ordered it. We've been working on this game for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and I'm expecting very high things because I loved The Last of Us, the first one. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, what else have they delayed? Uh, the remake to Final Fantasy VII. They delayed that again till September. And also, most recently announced was the delaying of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. She's got Keanu Reeves in within a metal arm. Because why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, again, there's only like really this year two games that I'm excited for: is The Last of Us Two and the Avengers games. And yeah, whatever. There's probably many more that's yet to yeah, announce. In, sept- yes. in September, it's the Avengers, Cyberpunk, and Final Fantasy Seven. What a month! That's a pretty good month wow, of gaming. That's a that very is very good month. I'm actually really intrigued because I've always I've always been intrigued to kind of maybe start playing a Final Fantasy game yes. because there's so many of them yeah. it's hard to kind of and they, they and not everyone's the same some of them are more story driven some of them are more multiplayer driven some yeah. of them are more RPGs and, and this sort of stuff but Final Fantasy 7 is is regarded by I think a lot of Final Fantasy fans as the, one of the best ones yeah yeah um, and I kind of wanted to play the original but now this new one's coming out and no, it will no, probably no. be coming out on consoles as well. It's, they're, they're remaking. They're the remaking whole. the entire game. Yeah, and with thinking, uh, with additional content, I think well, I f- because I they can. The, I forgot whether it's remastered or remaked, but like the the Resident Evil Three. The, obviously, Resident Evil Two yeah. came out last year, and that was a I think it was a remake because it was a it's the same game, but like in, instead of it being like sort of cameras on the side of walls and everything, it's literally just a third person. Third person game. So and they're doing exactly the same for Final Fantasy. Uh, Fancy uh, Resident Evil Three, and that's coming out this year. So decent. Fez never played fun, uh, Resident Evil, but I, I Let's can appreciate hope this remaking games. games doesn't become a uh, the main thing that happens now. But um, I don't think it will do because I think I don't think it will be main thing. Coming up with but then again, games. we've had conversations in the past where we want these games oh, to be remastered. True. Transformers Four Cybertron, man. Yeah. I don't want a remake of it. I just want a remaster. Oh, no, remaster yeah, version. well, yeah. Right. <laughs> I have to get, yeah. I want remasters of every single game. But then again, when the PlayStation 5 comes out, what could we be saying? It's like, oh, remaster God of War. <laughs> <laughs> don't need that game remastered yet. No, Maybe one day. That game is perfect in every way. They might announce a new one in the next couple uh, of they, they, okay, right, okay, so yeah. They're probably so, definitely working on the uh, sequel. They released a photo, or someone that works with Santa Monica Studios, uh, which is the company that makes God of War. They she released a photo of her in a mocap suit, and saying something like, "Oh, it's great to be back in working." And it's like, "Well, you, yeah, God of War two, fucking brilliant, love it." It's really hard to keep spoilers, isn't it, <laughs> within the game God of industry. War. <laughs> God of War, the PlayStation Four was the first. God of War game I played and just, oh, I loved it so much anyway um, would you I, want to go in black and play the other ones I played uh, God of War 3 which is regarded the best out of was the, the original the best. Yeah, was regarded <laughs> the best then yeah it's like you just murdering every single uh, like uh, it's very much a slash and hack isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah hack and slash game where you just beat the shit out of Zeus 
That's a, it's really it's a way of keeping things fresh within franchised games that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And that is keep the same thing but just tweak it. Yeah. And that's what they did with God of War on the PS4 and it's a brilliant game. Yeah. And it's revitalized now and we'll probably get two, three, four more games out of that. I'll definitely get at least world. three. We'll definitely get, definitely get a least, trilogy of some sort yeah, within the Norse three. world. Um, oh god, because I think the second one will probably be about you killing Thor. And then the third one will be about killing Odin. That's the way you can see it going. Yeah. Um, I think the last bit of news that I have really is uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is coming to Disney Plus. Properly announced. Properly announced. Obviously, it's been rumored very, very heavily for ages that they're going to be making Kenobi series. But yeah, it got properly announced by Star Wars, and obviously. When well, it was golden... announced at D23, wasn't it? Kathleen Kennedy and Ewan McGregor went on stage and pretty much said that they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's sort of like... But now when... they've come out with an official statement yeah, yeah. to say it will be... On it's uh, but it's like when, I think it was around the Golden Globes, when you saw Ewan McGregor on stage and like, announcing a winner and he had long hair, everyone was like, right, it's done that for everyone. Yes, Ewan. But why? <laughs> he didn't have long hair at the end of episode three. He's a hermit. But then again... He didn't have long hair in episode four. The show's rubbish. Don't make it. <laughs> Fucking Disney it's ruin it's everything. It's going to be ruining Disney, Disney ruin everything. God. Oh, dear. It's right. Kevin Feige involved. He'll know what to do. It, apparently, he's been rumoured to make or produce a Star Wars film. Oh, God. <laughs> Star Wars movies. 22 Marvel. more Star Wars movies coming your way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh, Speaking dude. of Star Wars movies. Speaking of, yes, oh, we're so good at this. Bloody <laughs> if you pay us, we're professionals. Um, Right, shall we just... Right, we're going to talk about Force Awakens, because uh, this is going to be the next... So we've been wanting to talk about this trilogy. Um, yeah. And we were going to try and do the first two before Rise of Skywalker came out, but we're going to do them in post. Yes. And also I think... There's a lot more They're going to be better well. in post as well. Yeah. Um, a Force, The Force Awakens, then. Yes. Episode 7. Is it good? Yeah. Alright, podcast over. Thank you for listening. No, uh, right, yeah, so we'll go a bit in more depth. Uh, so, yeah, I feel uh, Force Awakens is. It's a fun it's movie. Very good. I think it's very good. I think it's a really yeah. good reintroduction to the franchise, and I think it's a really good introduction to kids that have never seen Star Wars before, and this is probably their first insight into what they are. Which, you know, I've. <laughs> probably is the worst place to look but online when you look at like people's reviews and everything like that a lot of people have been saying that every kid that has gone to see these new trilogies love them like regardless of whether you love The Force Awakens mm. or hated it purely because it's the rehash of 4 but if it's if it's starting a new trilogy and yeah you've got a lot of uh, retreads but it like stays true to what it was it's a Star Wars. It's good. Movie. It's a Star. It's you, you yeah. know, it's reintroducing you to what you really originally loved, and it's good. Yeah. yeah. Like yes, it's got basically a discount of every other character. Like you have a bloody discount Darth Vader in Kylo Ren. You have a discount, discount Luke. Luke. Even in, from a desert planet. As even well. from a desert planet that is trying to find a family or not belonging. If you're looking for a hero for your story, check your nearest Tatooine. Check deserts. I, desert. I'm not sure that's nearest, a sensible idea. Where's your nearest desert? is probably uh, the nearest desert to here yeah, <laughs> in, in Bristol United Kingdom yeah. um, 
<laughs> Nowhere that's walkable anyway. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start walking now. Uh, no, yeah, and then we have like uh, Poe, who is basically Han Solo, but but a pilot. Well, no, yeah, Han, Han Solo is a pilot. Han Solo is pilot. No, but he's, well, he's a, a smuggler. Sorry, but yeah. <clears throat> Um, Poe Dameron if he had a st- stable job <laughs> Han Solo with a stable job yeah Han Solo <laughs> isn't bad uh, yeah and then you have like Discount Boba Fett who was Captain Phasma then you have Discount Tarkin who was Hux and then you have Discount oh, yeah but uh, yeah. anyway <laughs> right so yeah instead of going th- instead of going through the, the film plot by plot or scene by scene or just like sort of generally talk about it and just sort of talk about things we like talk about things we didn't like and just yeah what it was yeah. was and stuff so yeah uh, as we've basically said I want to talk about the main characters so like the main three hmm. is Finn Ray and Poe this is a Would good place agree? to start yeah. yeah introductions yeah introductions so when you're introduced to people like Actually, well, I tell you what, I think the strongest... Who do you think the strongest character is in this film? Strongest the best. character? Not, not, not like physically strong, but like the best, best character. Best character. Like, who, who I think the best character in this film... Well, of the new characters or the old characters? Uh, same of everybody? The same new. New? New, then oh, old, and then everyone. Finn, hands yes. down. Yeah. He's got the best story in this. I think it's between right. him and Kylo. All the introductions are really, really good. Oh, oh yeah, Kylo Ren. I forgot about Kylo mm. Ren. Um, I've got my own issues with Kylo Ren's story, but we'll get to that. Yeah, that's but, fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, Kylo Ren is is good, and I think as a villain, he's introduced really well in that first scene. Yeah. Um, but so is Finn, and I, but I think Finn's. I guess the reason I like Finn's story is it's more original. It's very I original. I think that's why he's it's, the better it's character. So, yeah, it's literally just taking like, oh shit, they're not using clones anymore; they're using no. proper people. What if one of them defected? Like, yeah. what, what if, you know, you're trying to... T- not necessarily taking the side of the Empire, but you're, like, sympathising with Stormtroopers. Like, mm. what they are and who they are and where they've come from and such. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um, best overall character in this film, from my opinion, is Han Solo. Oh, yeah, without mainly, a doubt. Mainly because he is the focus of the movie. Yes. Um, in a way. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's a great, great send-off movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Who still you hasn't watched this film? <laughs> I can't think of anyone who hasn't watched this unless you just hate hate Star Wars. Hate Star Wars. Well, okay, you know, fair enough. I mean, maybe you're. And then again, why are, you <laughs> why are you listening to the podcast if you don't like Star Wars? What we're talking about Star Wars. Anyway, please give us a five star review. <laughs> <laughs> Keep asking for them. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I, th- I really, I uh, okay. Not not getting into the last Jedi or anything like that. But I think Kylo Ren has the is the best thing about this entire trilogy yeah. I do believe he that because yeah. I love compared to the original trilogy it's more like about oh being tempted by the dark side whereas in these trilogies it's more tempted by the being, light side yeah, of course, yeah it's like you're the dark side yeah exactly I can't yeah. really expand That's on that good. anymore um, and yet there's constant things throughout this and it's, it's his struggle of doing what he wants rather than what he needs like he, you know he needs his family you know regardless of what happened it's sort of like he needs to understand he, he's a bit of a child yeah he is a bit of a yeah. bit of a yeah yeah he's wrestling <laughs> he, with he's wrestling with adulthood yeah <laughs> but instead of, just a but instead of emotions <laughs> it's the force yeah <laughs> no uh yeah. Emo Kylo Ren he's <laughs> our favourite Kylo Ren yeah, so yeah, he's real good. Uh, Ray is good. 
Ray is a good character in this movie. Good um, character. In my opinion, she. I like the mysterious aura that they give her in this yeah. film. It's really good to just see this kid who has grown up on this desert planet and yeah. is a scavenger and is pretty good at Wanted making a living for life. Yeah. Yeah. Knows a lot. I, I <coughs> love it that she's... <laughs> I love it that she's... I love it in this film that they... And it's really the only time they do it. But you see relics on the planet of Jakku with obviously the Battle of Jakku happening obviously a few years before. Yeah. You see all the relics of the Empire yeah. and all these crash ships. And I love the idea that Ray is the example of people on the ground affected by it. She's living out of one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. She's having to live in the con- changed conditions of the planet that she's on, that she's been dumped on. Yeah. Um, even though none of that is explicitly said, it's it's seen, and and you know we, we get this sense of a community within this little hutted place that's kind of like a trading post, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and you kind of get the the idea that it's barren and empty, but you get the sense of. This thing is propped up because of the Empire's fall. Yeah, all yeah. these people are here because they're scraping a life out of this new world, which happens yeah, yeah. in real life when you know war happens. But not just war, when change of governments happen and all this stuff. We might be experiencing that bloody soon. Right? Yeah, I'm we might. That. Uh, Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> world War Three with Trump. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Star Wars. We're not going to get overly... Yeah, no, not political at all. Like, but I love that commentary on yeah. this, and I love that Ray's like, yeah, she's this plucky underdog that's just trying to, you know, squeeze out, um, you know, trying to find a light in the world, which again, I guess, is her story throughout these three yeah. movies. But and I like the the hinted aspect that the force can be bestowed upon anyone, regardless of your fucking heritage. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So Ray's good, but I'd say like the, the, uh, the one thing I, I will go, say is I, I, I like her best in this movie, and that might give you an, an idea of hmm. some of the comments we might make about okay. the next two films. Okay, I'd probably say Last Jedi. I prefer. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, I'll, get, I'll get into that. Yeah. I think I think the main thing is that like with this film, it's more it, she can do anything. Regardless of training, yeah, I get the force can be very powerful within someone, but you've got to have repercussions. Like, she can't just tell people to do something, even though. Right. Okay. This is the thing. She she says early in the film about like the whole like Jedi and Luke Skywalker being a myth, and yet it's only been thirty years. Oh, that's one of the yeah. We'll get onto that when we do. I mean, it depends on how you want to structure this, but <laughs> we're going through it like this. One of the massive issues with this trilogy. Yeah. is it's not set far enough in the future it's not set far enough in the future not at all and not and, and the other big thing like I guess it's a weird balance because you're like well we want to sell Star Wars stuff and we want to sell the image of Star Wars so the stormtroopers are still stormtroopers and they have a yeah. slight design change which is modernised and, and cool yeah but they're still stormtroopers yeah the Empire is still the First Order and, and this sort of thing and the, the big thing for me is so you've got a post-Empire world. The Republic has sprung up in the place of yeah. that Empire. It's a new Republic. It's it? the new Republic. Yeah. Um, Which Or the new, 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 new Republic at this point within the Star Wars canon. I don't know yeah. how many there's been since the old we're, Republic. We're ba- another side note is basically we're going to be basing this off of just the movies. We're not... I've never read, read into... The we might movie. dip into some extended stuff, but we're not going to go full... I, again, I think the, the, the thing is, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to read 
This is your big thing with me. Yes, this is my big thing that I'm, you know, worried that Marvel's going in the direction of is that I shouldn't have to read comic books or watch other TV shows in order to understand what happens in the main movies. Yeah. And that's what I'm kind of worried about with what is happening with Doctor Strange. Like when you, you know, the new film eventually does come out with a new director or whatever, it's, and then Scarlet, which is just mm. this this new brilliant person with this all this backstory, I, that film should explain enough how she got to that point. Yeah. Ra- regardless of whether I've seen One Division or not. Anyway, side note, going back to Star Wars. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's a big thing. I think it's. You know, there's a lot of cr- noise about the criticism and stuff about yeah. these movies. I think one of the big things that fans have got really angry at is they've been blinded by the idea of, you know, that difference between head canon and canon and what sources you're pulling from. Yeah. It's very clear that Disney wanted this trilogy to be for everybody. It's not for fans. It's not for old Star Wars fans, new Star Wars fans, yeah. prequel fans. It's their thing, and they are selling the image to the children of the future that want yeah. to come to their theme parks. That's that's. Business. It's merchandising. It's business. Yeah, it's merchandising yeah. on the grandest scale. That is what these new Star Wars movies are. And if you take it at that, I'm sure you can have a lot of fun with it. And as I say, throughout all this, we should stay, there are parts of these movies that we really love. I generally love. Yeah. So, uh, right, like, okay. And I think the best yeah. example is The Force Awakens. Like, you watch the whole of The Force Awakens, and it's just yeah. a really fun ride. Yeah. And you're just back in that Star Wars frame, and... I remember going to see it in the cinema and I was like, I can't believe I'm sitting here yeah. and I'm watching episode seven. I, I'd say brilliant. it's arguably one of the best looking Star Wars films. Oh, yes. And I think in general, oh, yeah. Star Wars, it, how the fuck is it not won a Oscar or an, uh, an award for like best after all visual these effects years, or best the, sound The design. Academy still doesn't take sci-fi movies seriously. No, it doesn't. Comic book movies no but like, I, th- I genuinely think Star Wars, both prequel uh, original and new trilogy it is the best sounding franchise ever oh yeah with like the tie fires the bloody guns the lightsabers the music is that's not i was gonna say that's not even going in the music the music is great it's john williams it's Uh, great yeah it's john williams at his best it's great yeah um it's great (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's it it's just great yeah. But yeah, back to the... It's yeah, nostalgia the, bait, but it's it's good to nostalgia. It's not... Yeah, back to the, like, back to this movie. And, like, one of the things that is really quite... It's clear that Disney wanted to sell Star Wars, but one of the things I have that's an issue with this movie is that you, we're introduced to the First Order. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, our intrigue is, you know, we're intrigued. Yeah. Who is this Kylo Ren? Who is the First Order? Why yeah. have they ro- risen up in Where place of the Empire? Where did they come from and stuff, yeah. You know. And then we're introduced to the Resistance, and it's quite cool. The Resistance is, you know, cool. It's cool that it's being head up by Leia, of course. Who else would be doing that? The trouble is, is that the First Order is still the Empire, mm. and the Resistance is still the Rebels. Yeah. And because that is the case, because the First Order, that are meant to be the people that have sprung out of nowhere, mm. that are... You know, the if first a shadow or- of the empire. Those people still have the bigger force. The first order should be the underdogs in this. They should be. It should be reversed. Yeah, it should be the. It other. should be reversed. The the, the 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 resistance or the the republic hmm. should be the republic. They should have lots of military capability. They should be. You know, the fact that. You know, it's assuming that a lot has happened in thirty years that we hmm. don't know about. And again, as your point made, we shouldn't know about it to get the story, but. Yeah. I find it a bit funny that 
the, the Republic has, you know, it took them to the point of being completely destroyed to realise how much of a threat the First Order were. Yeah, because they, they, they've, they've already got Starkiller base. They, 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 you know, yeah. it's like, oh, at what God. point do you want to act upon it? It is, again, a discount Death Star. Yeah. Or, like, well, it, bigger doesn't mean better. Like, you, you can... What they should have done instead of making a, a... I don't want to go into cons too much about this film because, like we've both mentioned, it's it's good. It's, it's great. It's, it's a good fun time. Whatever. It's a good fun time, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, okay, this film, I, I can just brush aside and be like, ah, whatever. Like, with, it's and, new. It's yeah, nostalgic. And it whatever. has all these tropes in it because they wanted it to be Star Wars-y, which yeah. is why it has a Death Star in it. It's why it has... It's why they blow it up in the same way they always blow up a Death Star. Yeah, yeah. It's why we, you know... Get a lightsaber fight at the end, and you know, and all this stuff because it's That's a, Star a really Wars good film. lightsaber fight. As well. Star Wars film, yeah, and of course you're going to have that those confrontations. But I think you know, it, it just feels like they missed an opportunity to do something truly different, and mm. and you know, and it also because it makes sense. You know, it's been thirty years. You know, the Empire, the First Order, doesn't just build all that overnight. How do you build into a planet and make it a death killing? I know it's. Like, how? And how do you move it around? Like you're defying gravity here, Star Wars. Come on. But then again, this is a film about space wizards it's and true. lightsabers. Did you know the sound in space? I never knew that. Did you know there's gravity in space? I never knew. That. Oh, that's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, well, there is gravity in space. Yeah, but... uh, so, uh, I'd say I'd say another strong character within this is obviously Poe, uh, where we. I really like yeah, his character. Back to our because, new characters. Yeah, anyway. but I, I really like Poe, and I love. Yeah, I'd like to go into like sort of specific scenes with him in. Like his best scene is probably him on Ah uh, God, what's that planet? When they go and meet Maz and like the X Files X Wings come oh, in. I don't know. And then there's that massive one shot take of like fucking Poe destroying like tenth type. It's a great a shot. It's, it's so good. So well shot. Yeah. Yeah. From like Finn's perspective because, and everything. And that's it's... that's the kind of like awesome stuff that this is Star Wars that this holy is Star shit Wars. Yeah. but also it was that was fresh new Star Wars because yeah. we've never seen we've never had that action hero shot where we've had boots on the ground person yeah. looking out into the sky like it happens yeah. in other things it happens in war films where you follow one person through the trenches as all this stuff is going on around them and there's planes flying overhead it happens in you haven't watched Game of Thrones but it's ha- it happens in Game of Thrones I've seen Game of Thrones have you? Yeah, okay. yeah. But it happens in Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. with the dragon and yeah. Yeah, flying overhead. Like it's that shot, but that's never been done in Star Wars. So we've all yeah. seen a Star Wars space battle. We get it. We know what that is. It's cool, but let's view it from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that was It's very this It's interesting because I think that's probably It happens a couple of times in this movie, but it doesn't happen in the sequels to this movie. Mm. Unless I'm skipping over I don't know. I can't yeah, really cool play. action sequence. We'll have to watch them again. No, I'm not. <laughs> not ready for that yet. No. Uh, yeah. So, Kylo's good. Ray is good. Finn's good. Finn's great. They're, they're great new characters. Yeah, I, I really like the introduction to all these. Characters. And I like the balance that's struck in this movie. As we said, we love Han Solo in this movie. I love that he's he's the focus character of this. Yeah. Because you want it to be familiar to people. But I love how he interacts with the new. Yeah. You know, team. I really like um, Kylo when he again, again with that old like aspect of him kind of being childish and like he's obviously his like thing is that like, he worships Darth Vader. He like wants to be like him, and I, that's I think it's 
stupid. Oh, really? <laughs> it's the one thing I... Yeah, and so I'll get this out of the way now. It's the one thing I hate about his character. I think Kylo's great. I think Adam Driver throughout all three movies plays him brilliantly. In fact, the acting in general in the three movies is really good. It's the one, one of the things you can't flaw with these movies. It's not like prequels that where the, very, the very direction and the, and the dialogue is, is questionable. In most of these films, it's really good. Um, and the acting, therefore, is good as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they carry the story well. But I think, for me, the, the thing that I always question about Kylo is what made him turn to the dark side. Obviously, we, we are shown... This it's is jumping ahead, it's We're jumping ahead of the gun here with the Luke thing, but it's it's kind of shown that that might have been the final push over the edge. Hmm. But what, I think what, this, what okay. first drew him to Snoke? This, yeah, this leads to Snoke yeah. as the, supposedly the big bad. And like Leia, another okay, great reintroduction to that character. Um, she like sort of says to Han, oh, it was Snoke all along, you turned him to the dark side. It's sort of like, okay, how? How long for? How, how like, long like when did he start? Like where was that backstory and stuff? What um, could Snoke give Kylo that his parents couldn't give him and, his, and Luke couldn't mm. give him like, I suppose it's kind of it's kind of kind of hinted through the relationship of Leia and Han and the fact they're not together and they're turbid and the strong characters yeah, yeah. they are that maybe his upbringing wasn't very happy yeah. and maybe and his parents weren't great to him and maybe that's why he why would you go to a I'd understand, I'd understand, I'd understand, I understand the whole like Kylo hate or sort of resenting his father because would Han Solo be a good dad? I think he would, in some son. aspects he would, but I think if, you know, I think, I can imagine like, you know, Han and Leia are like star-crossed lovers, but they're not compatible for each other in certain ways and it yeah, makes a really yeah. interesting idea of a relationship that things did work out for a bit and, and yeah. there were many happy years as Han I think says in this movie, yeah, yeah. but also, ultimately, they need, they he needed need. to do what he needed to do, yeah. and she needed to do what she needed to do. Um, and yeah, and maybe that's hinted, but we, we never get any... We're just... You know, Kylo is Kylo Ren. Ben is Kylo Ren because he looks up to Darth Vader. And I just think that's so dumb. It's such a dumb excuse I for why he's that way. I think they missed a huge opportunity yeah, it's by not, telling it's not us... Like, why, why didn't... Hayden Christensen come back as a force ghost and be like, uh, Ben, you do realise I came good at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I know, this is the, this is the big thing. <laughs> Looking up to somebody who threw the Emperor down a thing and saved him, you know, saved his... <coughs> Supposedly. You know, you're... Cause, uh, and again, I know you said you didn't want to dip into the extra canon, mm. but Anakin's such a complicated character. And, and like, the lead-up to through uh, four through six of yeah. him going to the light side is kind of a steady bend that Luke, so Luke forces him you know Luke challenges him on the level of I'm not going to fight you but I'm yeah. going to talk to you because I know you're in there you know yeah. still and that's expanded upon so much and as Anakin is not just a hateful person but he's a very caring person and mm. he, you know he was conflicted a lot like I guess Kylo is in these three movies yeah. he's, he, you do see that side of him I, I, sort of Jumping into certain scenes is I really, really adore that scene where he's like on the the bridge with Han and he obviously ends up killing him. It's a great scene. Like that like whole yeah. like him again conflicted, not knowing what to do, sort of like, you know, he's slowly turning even more and ah uh, It's a very emotional scene. It is well. a very emotional scene and it works well because I remember yeah. watching it the first time and I was shocked that they killed Han yeah. in that way. 
Obviously, back then, I didn't realise that Harrison Ford hates Star Wars and, and wanted you to didn't. go. <laughs> I didn't know, because I, I was completely that naive that, to it. That makes Han, as a character, well, for me, better, because obviously oh, you, have yes. this, you have this actor that just doesn't really want to be there. No. But he's still giving it in his all. Oh, and, and it's one of the things that I love about Han as a character, it is the performance by yeah. Harrison Ford. He's brilliant in this movie. Oh, and, and he just, he delivers. He turns up and he says, you know, I might not get why people love this yeah but could be cheesy and shit but I still love this character in a way and I'm still going to play thinking about it Indiana Jones is Han Solo he human. is yes yeah. but I'm still going to play this character yeah because I, I, I you know I want to give the ending an emotional weight to it and you it's, want, a, it's yeah. such a fitting ending for Han Solo um, yeah in so many ways and I love in that scene that there's subtle hints that this is Han Solo who we're introduced as a cool guy smuggler. Yeah. Doesn't care about anyone. Doesn't believe in the force. Doesn't really like Luke when he first meets him. But in this film, he's like, no, oh Christ. And the Sith. here is a guy walking out onto the bridge with a Sith. Yeah. And he's confronting all of those things. And like he's even accepting like, of the fact those things do exist. And there, there was even he sort of he shows he accepted it earlier in the film when he sort of like saying to Ray, it's true. It's all of it. All of it is true. The force, and it's like, oh my god, even no. Han is saying this shit. God, it, yeah, yeah, it's really it. Yeah, it's it's great of his character that he's at this point now when we see him at his death, where he's unafraid of all of that, and yeah. he's it's just like, you know, I know from you presume that him and Luke have chatted. I know that, yeah, you know, almost almost that thing that death is not the end, and he's no, not no. afraid of of this, and he's not afraid of the dark side. Yeah, um, and that's really a powerful message. Uh, would should we go on to another character that? Should we, should we talk about the characters that we don't like? Characters we don't like. Get them out of the way. Fucking Hux. <laughs> General fucking Hux. <laughs> uh, he discount, does... discount Hitler. And all he does is scream and whine. And just, no. He's so mistreated in these three movies. And, and the seeds are laid in this movie. Like I don't understand. Like There's a really interesting thing that happens where you kind of... In the original trilogy, the Sith Lords were above their officers, maybe apart from Tarkin, yeah. um, who obviously gained the respect of the Force wielders. Yeah, yeah. But in the room, a Force wielder is the most powerful character, and yeah. Kylo in any of those rooms that he stands in in this movie is the yeah. most powerful character. And I, they, they kind of do this thing where they set up that Hux... That, that, well, that, that Kylo's a bit of a shit pupil, <laughs> and he's kind of like, you know, he's, you know, underneath Hux, and Hux is the guy who's above him, and, and Hux looks down on him because he still treats him like a kid, and yeah. and that's really cool. I think Hux's character would be a lot more bearable if they stuck with that kind of play, but the trouble is, as I said, they don't. They show that Kylo is unbelievably powerful in this movie. Yeah. I do like his and, and he's the apprentice of the of the supposed big bad. Why doesn't he just stab him in the back? Like, who's going to yeah. challenge that? You know, there's, I guess what I'm saying is Hux holds nothing over Kylo. In this no, movie, not at all. They set it up yeah. so that that might be the case. And that, again, would be such a cool thing to play with. Yeah. And maybe if they'd cast Kylo as a younger teenager, it would have yeah. worked better. Um, that would have been interesting. Having, yeah. like, a full-on apprentice Sith who's struggling with those things. and Maybe, yes, we don't really know we what... Don't. We don't really know how old he is. It's been 30 years. 
years, so this one might be 30, I don't know, yeah. it might still be 20 something, I don't know. It could be 12. It could be, it could be 10 for all of them. He's had a massive gross spurt. Um, Right. So briefly, but yeah, that's that's the main thing that gets me about Hux's character is he's kind of he's portrayed in one way, but his setup doesn't support it. So he just is an annoying presence in these movies. Yeah. Let alone what happens later down the line. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get into that that another day. Uh, Well, another character I genuinely despise, and I don't know why people like her, is Captain Phasma. She's so pointless. She is a pointless character. Yeah. She's a she's a worse Boba Fett, and even though I don't really like Boba, Boba Fett, Fett, was pretty crap. <laughs> yeah, I don't under, again. I don't understand. Just because they look cool doesn't mean they are good. Oh yeah, you got good armor. And what? Do something. Do something with it. Do yeah. something. Look, the scene. Right, okay. The scene when she's like at the right. She's obviously this higher up or whatever. She's setting up to be. She's set up force, to be like this, this a force character. With. With. Yeah. But then when you get to like when they get onto the planet. Of Starkiller base, and then they capture her, and then she's like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, you better just turn down the shields." And then she just gives in. I'm like, fuck you, did? Just don't. Literally, all Let she had to kill do. You. Yeah. All, all she had to do is like, "All right, what are you gonna do if I don't?" And she says, and "What has, would they do?" <laughs> said itself in the film, like, that, "Like, there's troopers on the way to that room. She yeah. could just stall. She just stall. <laughs> do nothing. Do nothing. And then what would she do? Like, Inaction is the best. She's option. right. This is how it should have gone. It's like, all right, just close the blast shields or the shields down to this planet. And she goes, no, or no. what, or what. And then we're what like, you then then they'll be like, uh also, at this Fuck. point, when Vince's well, uh, pointing a gun at her, she's wearing her reflective armor. Yes! So if he Surely he would know that! <laughs> what is he serving under her? Yeah! But, oh, just Why go for Phasma, not go for any other general piece of shit Stormtrooper? And, just... then, and then, what you could do is introduce having Finn, having a friend as a Stormtrooper, him defecting, and then going back to the Stormtrooper, getting that same Stormtrooper who's a friend of his... Why? Yes. Just Phasma's yes. fucking pointless. Yeah, it's interesting because they try to play on this later in the films. The whole it goes back to Finn's character setup, which is really cool. The yeah. idea that he's a struggling kind of it would have been nice if he'd had another character to bounce off, and you yeah. kind of get that in the movie, but it's not really expanded. No, because fucking like Skywalker. But <laughs> but it's like that's like. Yeah, it, it's almost like they kind of wanted to do that with Phasma, and they wanted to have like a team of people friends. things. But they're not friends. Yeah, they're, what, what, she like a, in, in fact like seems to disrespecting not like Finn. Captain or whatever. Yeah. But she just seems to not like Finn at the yeah. start, and it's like, oh, I didn't tell you to take your helmet off. It's all right. Come on, right, come on. Right. Just got blood on it. <laughs> yeah, just want to look at myself in the mirror. Um, yeah, but just, just don't tell them. Like, what have you got to lose? Oh, you're going to be pushing a trash compactor. You end up getting out of it anyway. Yeah. So, who cares? Yeah. It's such a... It's so... It you plays ain't got a backbone, it Phasma. Plays into, it plays into that thing of, like, the di- some of the direction in the, the stories of these films is... It's like, my problem with Boba yeah. Fett is that, yeah, you look cool, but what do you do? I mean, yeah, you kind of... You follow Han Solo to Bespin... And he just, does a lot. He does a lot of standing around, looking cool and looking threatening in the fifth movie. I think that's when people really loved him. But then, of course, he's dead within ten minutes of the, episode six. He doesn't just, really do anything. So it, you know, it's sort of like, oh, right, yeah. I just don't like Phasma. I think she's pointless and just a really bad captain. <laughs> she's a she's a character. She's another character 
that is underused in these movies. Like like I was saying with Hux, she's annoying because you can kind of see what they were trying to do with this, but they never fully commit to it, and then she's just there as an expendable character, and it's just... It's just frustrating because yeah, then I, it, none of it makes sense. Is there any other characters that you dislike in this film? I can't. Yeah, other than Hux and Phasma. Hux and Phasma are the main ones. Uh, okay, right. Uh, Snoke. He's he's okay in this. the old man in a chair. What are you doing? He's, <laughs> he's okay in this. He's more got more problems in Last Jedi. Than he does in this film. I think he's set up to. Oh, right, okay, yeah, right. Oh, I have problems. Do you? <laughs> Just <laughs> turning into a therapy session. What's going on, man? Oh, this is great. No, yeah, I think what. Oh, I'd rather talk about this. Why I have a point to say, like, the whole thing about this trilogy not having a direction at all. Yeah. yeah. No idea what he's doing. I'm going to talk about that not more when we talk we're, about we're, uh, the Rise of the Skywalker. Line, we'll, we'll talk about it. Because. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, Snoke. Seems to be interesting character because he is obviously the guy. He is the Palpatine of this saga, yeah. supposedly. Yeah. So you're looking forward to him, and yeah, he's just a giant hologram. He's fine. Andy Serkis is doing his most. It's a cool. It's a cool introduction to the, the the you know. Again, it's like it's the typical Star Wars tropes, but we're just tweaking it a little. That's what this yeah, movie yeah. does really well. We're just tweaking it a little bit. You wanted a hologram with a big bad? Okay, we'll give you a giant hologram with a big bad <laughs> sitting in a chair. Like he's some sort of old man in a nice sort of silky robe. That, <laughs> that looks like... So- <laughs> yeah, you have next. Yeah, right. So then we'll talk about... We'll go, we'll go back to... The but again, I think he links into kind of my main frustration yeah, with Kylo, which is why I kind of don't care for Snoke as a character, yeah. which is like, why? why is he so... Why does Kylo need this guy? Yeah, I think yeah. Again, I think that leads to the problems that more is the more problems are in later films rather than this one. This this film's a good setup, and it's just whether or not those setups are paid off well. Yeah, paid off at all. Snoke is cool in this movie because you know nothing about him, and he's just there. He's a bit like okay, yeah. He's a bit like Palpatine, like before Episode Six. Who is who is he? Yeah, you don't you don't know nothing about him, and that's what's cool about him. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like it's not necessarily what what you don't you don't necessarily need answers of where he's from or who he is. It's just he needs to be that presence. He needs to. Yeah. He is that presence in this film. Like people are. He needs the presence, and then he has to have something that ties him to a character that you're going to follow. Yeah, that's the big thing. Like Vader. The reason we care. The reason we care about the Emperor is because he's the master of the Sith. Who's yeah, the yeah. master of Darth Vader? Yeah, who's a character that we've already got to know? Yeah, yeah. You know, so whereas Snoke in this is kind of the same for Kylo, but again, it's not. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with Snoke in this film. He's he's fine. It's cool. Again, it's it's like the, the movie does this a lot, and I think you know people have accepted. We've as you said before, this is the, the there's nothing really new plot wise in this movie for a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it kind of and there's the stuff that is new is very. Slightly hinted at and started, ready to expand upon later down the line. This is more, this is Star Wars, this is what it is for the new generation that are uneducated about it. Here we go. And just have a fun time with it, and we do. But then they make little tweaks like, we're seeing something we've seen before from a different angle. And Snoke is that. He's like, we've we've seen this before. We've seen the big bad wrinkly guy before. Yeah, yeah. But here's from the angle of like, you know, 
it's you know a di- slightly be slightly different philosophy or it's like you yeah. know it's 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 again it's like here's a thing we're going to do it but he's going to be a large hologram he's going to have a big booming voice he's going to have a scar he's going to be you know he's, he's going to be from beyond and that and yeah. kind of like the setup of that is cool yeah it's cool hopefully they'll do something with him in the next films mm. yeah <laughs> all right any any what else do you like about this movie? Yeah. What else do you like? Oh, what do I like about this movie? Um, let's talk, let's about, talk about let's talk about our lightsaber fight. I really like it because you really like. I really fight. like it. The end, I really like the ending to this film, like regardless of whether it's the same as it's cool. Just I I like it because I love that it's in the snow and they add yeah. in like for one of the first. I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to think back to all the lightsaber. There's been a lot of lightsaber fights. I'm gonna quickly rank them. Episode four is pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, it, it, it's got that stiffness, which is what you expect from a new film introducing a new th- concept. Episode five is probably the yeah. best. They didn't really know what they kind of wanted to yeah. do. Well, they, no, they did. They they kind They're of like thought jousting. it more as jousting. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's kind of like and and the Fencing Jedi knights had like honor. Yeah, 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 and Sith had honor, so it was like, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't just wail on your opponent. You, and I think you know, episode five and episode six has got really good ones. Because it's all sort of episode five, Duffy's just toying with Luke. It's just like that. You're nothing. To it's me. yeah. Luke kind of brings this youthful energy to the sword yeah. fight. And then when and he like sort of catches Darth Vader, like, oh, he has that. Okay. Darth he has Vader this, can, he can literally yeah. like, there's a point where he just like turns on his switch like no, I'm I'm fucking done taunting yeah. taunting you. You're gonna have your fucking arm taken off, and here you are. Here's your hand. You want um, you want aggression? Here's yeah your yeah. Hand. I'll show you the force. Um, and then in episode six, it has that sort of massive flipped, conflict, yeah. conflict between Luke and Darth Vader. Episode one is, well, I should say the whole, the whole. Um, okay, right. No, episode episode one is okay. I actually no, it's good, but it's very choreographed. And that's the same with episode three. Episode two probably is the worst. I'd episode say. two is is just sort really? of lightsabers all over the place, isn't it? It's lightsabers <laughs> all over the place. But I, I'm just thinking of that like one between Anakin and Count Dooku. And they're just doing this whole like oh in the dark yeah yeah. It yeah looks I've got a neon terrible. light. I'm gonna show it off. Yeah, it looks awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, but and then it has Yoda doing the flips. Just, <laughs> just do you know what? I don't I don't mind the Yoda flips as much as other people do uh, because that's the only way he could fight. But again, like it would be better if Yoda didn't use a lightsaber. Yeah, like it'd be it'd be just nice. That just that just goes like, against... like the Emperor in Episode Six. He doesn't use a lightsaber. We don't even yeah. see him. You don't need him. Because he doesn't need it. He's, He's that too powerful. powerful. Yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah. they, they do what they do in episode three. Yeah. But it, and also the thing that like Count Dooku says, we're matched in the force, so we're going to have to oh, like, Lightsabers are not better than the force. No, yeah. they're not. Something that's physical is not better than something that's <laughs> spiritual. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's um, interesting conversations. But yeah, I think like, the, the lightsaber fight is cool. I like the return to... It's less of like... I like the lightsaber fights in the, in the prequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy is what got me in. But it's very... It's very choreographed. It's more like a dance. Yeah. Whereas the original trilogy and this trilogy is more kind of thinking in the vein of... Well, how, how would knights fight back yeah. in the day? What it's very raw. It's very yeah. like... the Yeah, you could get guess that rate isn't... It's trained not, yeah. with a lightsaber or fin. It's not fancy flips and stuff. It's more kind of like I'm hitting you twice here and then once down there to try and break your block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, And I like that. And I like also throughout all these films, so there's pauses in the fights where they kind of 
stop, reevaluate, going for a different yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of hit. And you can definitely see that in. It just looks really good as well, like you said, yeah. with the snow and, and like the, the environment. Whole, like, yeah. yeah, and they kind of do it in. They did it in episode three with the lava, which was cool. They played with the environment and the clothing yeah. getting damaged and the kind of the heat really playing into the factor of the fight. Um, but they haven't done it at much other points, and maybe like apart it. from the strobe lighting effect. But <laughs> I, no, I, I like the whole like light and effect of the lightsabers in this film because it's sort of like when the red and the blue like clash, it creates a purple, which purple hue. I, I think this is the only film that does that. No, the rest of them, it's like a white light that flashes when. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's the white lights. But like, even in Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, it's like pretty, pretty shit. Yeah, they just bounce fun. off one. But yeah, I genuinely think that this is probably the best lightsaber fight in the sequels. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And yeah. I, I love it when they put it down in the snow and it burns the snow off. Yeah, and you see yeah, like the vapor and shit. It reminded yeah. me, and I've mentioned this to you, of the two thousand and three Clone Wars cartoon movies. Mm. that Star Wars came out with before they made it an animated show they made a cartoon two-parter of it uh, one set just after episode two and one set uh, just before episode three sort of um, there's a fight between Anakin and Asajj Ventress who you won't know but she's yeah. like an offshoot Sith apprentice um, kind of more like a rebel without a cause Um and those two fight on this planet, um, on this sort of Mayan temple setting, which is really cool, in a rainforest. Yeah. And it's raining. It just tips it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their clothes ah. get battered. When and the, the rain hits the lightsabers, it kind of vapors, off, yeah. And, and the lightsabers almost kind of change their appearance because of the weather. And oh, it's just so... It's beautifully done in the cartoon, and we got a glimpse of that in this live, yeah. live action fight, and that's why I really liked it. It reminded me of that particular fight, and I was like... I dig this. Yeah, yeah. This is cool, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool. Uh, but good. I don't like the way the lightsabers are used in these new movies, as you know. I Yeah. The lights, I think lightsabers used... aren't... My argument is that lightsabers are not special anymore. No. They, they are so overused in these movies, and it gets worse as we go on, I as think we say. But... The original trilogy does them best. Yeah, Pre- and I think the reason why these sequel trilogies are not again doesn't have that sort of special factor is because there were so many of them in the prequels yes it's sort of like J.J. Abrams looked at all of the Star Wars films and was like ah fuck this Star Wars lightsabers are everywhere so I'm just going to have them everywhere yeah. it's like mm, well yeah it's not it's not really Disney's it, fault that this happened it happened before them but yeah they had an they had an opportunity again it's opportunity I'm going to mention this word a lot but they had an opportunity to reset that you know, uh, people think back to like Luke didn't touch a lightsaber in a fight in Episode Four, apart from when he has a go with it in Obi Wan's hut, yeah, and then he I puts it away, and then you never see it again. Hmm. You know, he only starts to use it in Episode Five, but not even that well, and, and mainly just as you as a as like a tool, as like a yeah, you get Swiss Army knife, and he still gets yeah. his arm cut off. It's like right. a Swiss Army knife. You know, yeah. the fact that I think, and it plays into the thing that we don't really mind Ray being mysterious, but you know, it's that people pick it up and they use it and it's it kind of loses the speciality of like this is a weapon that is mystical yeah and and it's not common to you know it's not common to find one so therefore why would it be common for people to know how to wield one yeah, yeah. Um, you know and you apply the same and logic in a fight if you were to put either either of us with a broadsword in real life I'd be scared to use it <laughs> we, we wouldn't know how to use it we wouldn't yeah. know the weight of it right okay I know yeah. you're probably going to disagree with me but I <clears throat> I like the fact that Finn uses it. 
I mean, it makes sense that he would, he's got a he, weapon. He is trained in, in as a stormtrooper, so if he's get given like a broadsword, I saw or people. I saw people complaining about the fact that the stormtrooper has a baton, and I was like, did you not watch the prequels? That, yeah. General Grievous had bodyguards that could yeah. do that. You know, yeah. that that might make sense. Yeah, but yeah, like the fact that he can wield it to an extent, <clears throat> yeah. and that he is. He shows Kylo before he gets his bloody back ripped in half um, that he is somewhat capable. But then, obviously, if, if you're like a stormtrooper versus stormtrooper, you know, joust out and they'll, they'll be quite skilled to an extent. But then, of course, when a stormtrooper goes against a Jedi or Sith, then it's like he's good up to a point. And then, like a Sith, you know, Kylo especially is like, you know, nah. You're, you're nothing to me and then he just slices his back and then yeah. seemingly it's, again, kills it's him. Like a, it's about the escalation of the balance with these things. Yeah. And it's like anything like with like superhero powers or the force or yeah. or lightsabers or any weaponry. If you show if you show too much of the capabilities when you need to dial it back for story purposes which is inevitably going to happen at some point yeah. in, in, in the progression of the story then you're kind of stuck and people will question like, well, why would this happen when this happens later? And it's one of those things with like, with Finn is that he, it makes sense that he picks up this thing and he defends himself with it. He gets his ass handed to him by the stormtrooper yeah. because he's not trained to wield a weapon like it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this makes sense. It's cool. And I think the, the you know, the build up and the reveal of it is, is it gives you a kick really when you good. watch the yeah, movie yeah, yeah. as well. And it's kind of like, yeah, Finn, you press that button. You Go on, do it. son. Yeah. You, don't know, you don't know what, oh, you've got your ass kicked. Oh, never mind. <laughs> tell, no, I tell you what, going back to Phasma, that guy with a stormtrooper with a baton, much better character than Phasma. <laughs> MVP. And he had, and he, <laughs> no, and he has what, like 30 seconds screen time? Yeah. Phasma has two fucking movies. Before he gets shot. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Phasma but, has two fucking yeah. movies. But like, then the thing on. that frustrates me is when he, when he fights Kylo before Ray fights Kylo. Yeah. Um, they kind of do this weird pseudo thing in in this movie when I first watched it I, I don't get this now but when I first watched it they were almost setting up and they kind of do later down the line with Finn and the Force but they they kind of set it up in this movie that potentially we could have two Jedi heroes here yeah. Finn and Rey they kind of kind of play with that idea a little bit in this that Finn's also the hero of this story remember because all the shots we saw in the trailer we never see Rey with the lightsaber we only see Finn in the forest in that final shot yeah and it kind of was, it was pretty cool that maybe that was explained with how he held his own against Kylo. But the problem I have in that fight, when people try to explain it away that he's injured or he's, you know, he's not taking Finn seriously. Kylo up to this point is, in this movie, a ruthless killer. Hmm. And it fits with his character story. He's angsty, he's pissed off. He's just killing people because he can, because he's more powerful. Yeah. Again, it doesn't make sense why Hux holds power over him. Mm. Because why wouldn't he do that to Hux if he pissed him off? If, if he's going to destroy a console, <laughs> or he's going to kill his father, why isn't he killing this dickhead of a yeah. Hitler character? <laughs> and it's the same with Finn. He's like, why doesn't he just end Finn there? Yeah. Like, he's such a waste of space that he doesn't mind. Maybe he thinks he does. I don't know. Maybe he thinks he does. He cuts his back and he's like, just... normally people won't survive that, so fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I am overthinking it. Maybe, but, but it just—I'm I'm not trying to yeah. like play devil's advocate, but maybe he's just so focused on getting that blue lightsaber. I'm just like, why? Oh, lightsaber is a lightsaber. That's the other thing that I yeah. don't like about the lightsabers in this is that they're made to seem more important than the force. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool. It's a cool. And we'll talk about this as we go move forward again in these movies yes. with the, the Skywalker lightsaber, but mm. um, it's. A lightsaber that shouldn't even exist uh, still in the, in the canon. It should be destroyed. 
But let's okay. Let's talk about that. Maz, she's a right character in this movie. Yeah, she's all right. It's the classic thing. Like we've repeated it a few yeah. times already, but she's set up really well as a character, isn't she? In this yeah. movie again, and she's mysterious. Mysterious, yeah. She's kind of force sensitive, but she's not. But she's not a Jedi, and it's kind yeah. of. Where I mean, did you get that lightsaber? Hopefully, you answer it in later films. I'm really excited to find out. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, this is cool. This is interesting. Maybe you have some sort of special connection with the mm. Force. Maybe, maybe Anakin Skywalker is communicating with you and he told you to go and get it. Like, oh, that would be cool. Maybe, maybe, maybe you were just flying your uh, little bloody maybe, spaceship yeah. below Bespin. Maybe it, it landed, landed on your, on your head. head. <laughs> maybe it just landed in your pocket. <laughs> Right, how, yeah. did get, how did he get there? Yeah. Oh my word. And you but just yeah. had a handful on your other lap. <laughs> but again, it's, it's it's the Disney thing. It's merchandising the yeah. image of something. Speaking of merchandising, uh, BB-8, pretty cute. He's pretty cute, yeah. I like the droid. Again, familiar, but we'll tweak it. Like That's the motto of this movie. Like It's pretty much all it is. Yeah. Why does C-3PO have a red arm? And what is the purpose of the red arm? Because of a joke that he mentions in that film. I'm sure you wouldn't recognise me because of the red arm. That's it. That's it. That is oh, it. Because jokes, because jokes. And he's back to normal in the next one. <laughs> and there's no explanation for it. And R2's not much in this trilogy either. No. Spoiler. Again, they're just kind of like, whereas they were important to kind of the plot, or at least in episode four they were, they had a purpose. In in this movie, that they are support characters. And don't get me wrong, I think that's the best way to use them mm. is have those characters on the edge of things rather than directly involved in the story which is something that I haven't learned on the lie <laughs> with more important characters shoehorned in there just to make sense but yeah yeah it's, it's, it, I don't I don't mind that but again like why the red like why the red arm like it wouldn't be so bad if he stuck with it for three movies because yeah. it's like oh maybe he's just got a character redesign that's cool maybe he lost his arm in the yeah. 30 years that we didn't maybe, see him maybe put some yeah maybe put some orange or yellow bits on R2-D2 give him a different slightly different colour scheme so that he's you know but no but no, no. just yes. red arm because throw away joke that yep. ruins a sentimental moment <laughs> because I, I want to see right I, I do like C-3P in this film he is a bit good I like feet. him in all three of them yeah I, I don't you don't no we'll get into that no. in the next episode right no. uh Anything else that you can think of? I'm trying to look through my notes. Oh yeah, one of the stormtroopers is Daniel Craig, the the, the one yeah. that Ray like hypnotizes and tells him to drop his gun. So that's Daniel Craig apparently. Um, like this is like stormtrooper cameos. I get them, but I also think they're just stupid because they're wearing a full suit and a helmet. Actually, oh, I, I tell you what, it's these are so, sort of it's like so like it's so like. Again, it's just like we're going to shoehorn in everybody that's important to us, yeah, or that's a mate of JJ Abrams into this movie. <laughs> I'm trying to look through my whole thing. Uh, I'd say another. Oh yeah, and Simon Pegg is the portion dealer. No, that I don't mind too. Like bringing people on it's, to play aliens is yeah. pretty cool. But like Stormtroop, they all look the same. Like <laughs> it's. Uh... I think yeah, and I say like another little nitpick I have this film is that like Leia not hugging Chewie. We didn't spoke oh, much about Chewie. It's such a like. A, mm. <laughs> calm, calm down, Will. I need to calm down because I could talk. I could go on a rant here about how J.J. Yeah. Abrams doesn't understand Star Wars. Yeah. And, and and all this, but it's again, it's not understanding 
the story beats of what you're trying to do and, and simply going for the effect. They're yeah. going for the effect of Ray hugging like, Leia as Ray has never emotional. seen Leia before. Never seen her up until this point. She doesn't know who she is. Yeah. Oh, hey, random stranger coming off the hey, random Lady stranger that I'm hugging. This is really weird. I, I, yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make any. It doesn't. It's. Again, you can kind of gloss over it in this movie. There's a lot of things you can gloss over that we've talked about because it's like, oh, maybe it'll get slightly explained down the line in a, in a like a, you know, a, a, a definite way, you know, yeah. like, you know, but it's just, it's like, what? yeah, it's like, why, why is Leia hugging Rey? But again, it's all about imagery. It's about the new yeah. girl hero and the old girl hero having, yeah. having a hug. And, and while, I think, um, you know, uh, girl power, that's all cool. I like the fact that, she, that Rey is a good character in this movie, but as we'll get onto yeah. in later films, she gets done a bit dirty by the end of this trilogy. Yeah, it's not her fault. It's just literally no, just writing that shit. Fault. And I think it. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, interesting little factoid thing that I read uh, is that the uh, New Hope or original Star Wars, George Lucas came out ages ago. They're like in a uh, interview and whatever, and he intended for Leia to be the main character. Yeah, the main character like he was like saying, yeah, yeah, Luke was uh, cool, but the, this film is about Leia, like losing her home and starting to bring up the other rebels and stuff like that. I just thought, oh yeah, if you actually do, if think you think about, about it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It is Leia that is like the real. It kind of gets lost because she doesn't do any of the action stuff towards the end. Yeah, of the obviously Luke is male and, and yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get. Is that all it? I can't really think of anything else I want to say about this film. It's good. Statements about The Force Awakens. It's a fun it, it's ride. Good. It reminded yeah. me of my childhood. And I yeah. Thank for that. Very good. It's a very good reintroduction to the franchise that I enjoy. It's enjoyable. It you is put enjoyable. It, on. it is enjoyable. I still enjoy it to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Film. Even now I know what comes after, I still enjoy it. Yeah. And it's the mark of a good movie, I think. Yeah. So anyway, um, other than that, I can't have anything else to say in regards to any other things no I think I think we could we could maybe dive more into this movie but we'd be getting into yeah. territory I, I think, I think that's good enough. the other movies and yeah, yeah we wouldn't do that so that's what our next um, episode will be on probably The Last Jedi uh, and I'll probably in the next episode we'll talk about um, games we've been playing and stuff like that because there's quite a few that I've been playing uh, I could talk to you about like the whole PlayStation release this thing about um, uh, PlayStation 2019 wrap up have you have you done that I've not done that. Oh, it would be really cool and interesting to see what you've done. Um, but yeah, that'll be on the next episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, please, again, give us a five-star review. If you hated it, give us a five-star <laughs> review. Um, Just uh, don't give us any other review. Then, uh, trying to think. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you for, uh, I think, Logan from Music for Makers uh, for the theme. Uh, yes, thank you for yes, Warren yes. Uh, for making the uh, logo to the podcast. Uh, and if you want to listen to us, we're on Spotify and iTunes at the moment. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. Hopefully, uh, in the future, we'll try and make uh, social media accounts like on Facebook, Twitter, yeah, slowly Maybe. happening, but yeah, we're we'll, out there. We'll try and get in the rhythm of things and making this weekly thing. Uh, hopefully it will be out on the day that we record. I'll try and do that before I have to go to work in a bit. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. We'll see you in the next episode. See you guys. See you.